so I know that over the past week or two, we had some riveting conversation over an online poll. Well, <laughs> I found another online poll that I oh, would no. like oh, to no. bring to everybody's no! attention. It took so long to get past that one. For, for context, our group chat was plagued for probably three days. Now, so I had... I had like 300 unread messages. At hundreds that. of messages about this one question. To which we got into some serious arguments about how poorly worded this poll was and how without specifics, how could we possibly make a reasonable choice? It, yeah. it was bad, man. Yeah, to, to be fair, when it's a YouTube poll, they only have so much they can put in there. But Only so many characters. This one, this one should be a lot more straightforward. So it oh. shouldn't... It shouldn't be as difficult. We might have some disagreements, but it should be a little bit more straightforward. Okay. Am I going to enjoy this or, or hate it? You've got, I think it is, you've got five options. Okay, so you've... why do you have to tear us apart? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> some men just like to watch the world burn. Right? <laughs> I always knew Jason was one of them. <laughs> you've got five options. You can only choose one. Yeah. You can choose to turn back time one minute every hour one hour every day, one day every week, one week every month, or one month every year. Those are the five options. Do I remember what happened? Yeah, do you remember the alternatives? The future, the Presumably, otherwise, that would make it a, a rather fruitless endeavor. Yes, yeah, so what theory the of time? Anyway. forgetting that you have that ability. <laughs> yeah, like, what, 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 how does time work? I don't know. <laughs> Pres presumably, you just go back to the time uh, that is set and uh, have So regardless your of if it's one linear or if there's multiple timelines you've created, you just go to whatever one you altered. That's yeah, where you, you just are. go back and you can change things if you want. I don't think I have my answer. I have my answer. I have two. I have I, two. I went back and forth between two. I think I'd have one that I have settled on. But... So, can you type it out? I think I forgot already. I need I need the power to go back a minute so I can remember what you said. <laughs> yeah, one minute per hour is one choice. One hour per day okay. is another. One day per week. One week per month. And one month per year. Those are your five options. Oh, all of those. Oh, man. So, greedy Justin would want to be able to go back one month per year. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I know why. Greedy Justin would want to be able to do that. Interesting. That was one of the lowest voted options. But that's if because not I'm the greedy. lowest. If and what would you do with that great greed? Oh, well, if I can go back one month per year, then I would probably go back and win as many lotteries across the country as I could. I mean, each day I would win a lottery in a different state. Highly so suspicious. I could, win, I could win 30. It doesn't matter. You can't prove that I did anything wrong. We're going to yeah. prove that I have time travel. You <laughs> didn't prove I had time travel. There's no Maybe. other evidence of faulty play. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I so, just got incredibly lucky, sir. That would be my greedy. Either that or like if I knew that like stocks, I might try and play stocks for 30 days a year. You know, pick the best stocks and see if I could grow them or something. But most likely probably a lottery thing for one month per year. Um, more altruistic Justin would probably pick uh, one day per week. Ooh, um, interesting. To, to try and, like, 
help people okay. you know like if you see things happening to be able to like reverse things back one day and be able to like stop stuff in a certain region you know it doesn't give you enough time to stop like you know uh you know far away stuff because you only have a day to get to wherever you're going to try and stop it but you know locally you could stop stuff like if you read about like oh man somebody died in a car crash yesterday you could be like and like go tell them like hey don't you drive what would you, your what would your superhero you name be premonition the phantom oh there you oh there you go premonition i like that yeah there you go it's a nice yeah. one most people one. would think you're crazy but you know i'll be honest it gives me pause if somebody ran up to me randomly in my driveway and was like if you get in that car you will die i'd be like you know what what drugs is he on that's exactly what I would think. Yeah, I would think there's something wrong with that. <laughs> it wouldn't give you any pause at all if some random person ran up Oh, it would give me pause, but for different reasons, probably. But in all seriousness. But in all seriousness. You know, yeah, you can tell well, me about it. Suspect, suspecting that the motive, person... And I looked in their eyes, and they're completely there. They're completely yeah, lucid. Yeah, but suspecting that the person went back in time to tell me that would be a little down the list of things that I would think it could be. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> Um, I will say that your uh, your one day per week that was the second highest voted option at like sixteen percent I think. Okay, what did most people pick? One one week per month. I'm guessing one hour per day is the most picked one. Yeah, one hour per day. One hour per day. One hour per day was fifty percent. Fifty. Yeah. Fifty-four percent, something like that. Because you're gonna make the most uses out of it, and yep. every day you get a, a get out of jail free card. Like yep. an hour is enough time to undo yep. a potential death scenario. Yep. You maximize like, your uses. See, the thing, you wouldn't want to do one minute per hour because then a third of your uses are when you're asleep. So it kind of defeats the the whole purpose, let alone right. the small time period. But one hour per day is like the sweet spot, I think, between maximizing your number of uses. And still getting like a viable amount of time, I but I hadn't considered the month per year argument. So, I think the month per year argument uh, is the most lucrative. Uh, there's the largest amount of. I mean, you can look at what stocks blew up or what lotteries won, and you can basically set up yourself a system of financial independence. Thereafter, you lose your death insurance as much as you had. You still have a last minute, like if you need to. The way I'd view it, though, is you get 13 months a year. Then that's a whole other month that you can spend not. Because like, assuming you have memories from the time you undo, you could just hole away for three months studying something and then undo that time, not negatively affect your social life or your work, and then just acquire a month's worth of knowledge once a year. That's pretty practical. Sure. The, the only problem that I have with that one is I'm the type, like, if I play a video game and, like, I haven't saved and I die and I go back... I'm now plagued by trying to remember exactly what I did so I can get back to the point. So if I went back a month, well, a year, I'd be like, oh my gosh, there's a month worth of stuff that I yeah. I have to deal so with. <laughs> and I have to make sure I do this right because I did it once and I got to... So that this would be stressful to me. So this, you're getting to the crux of the issue and why I would accept one of these and only for the dramatic get out of death. Because I feel like the consequences of affecting my main timeline are, and the moral implications of such actions are almost outweigh any net positive. I do not like the idea of messing with 
with the flow of time or, or being responsible for remembering things play out exactly as they were. Because could you imagine if you go back a week, a day, or an hour and completely ruin what your life could have been or completely undo a relationship you had with somebody or you remember something they didn't said from one of the times you blipped back? I think that your sense of self and the identity would be far too difficult to maintain and I would not personally want to suffer that. Hush wants a sixth option that's just I can't be trusted. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the, I don't have the power, I don't have the responsibility. Man. I don't want this. Too. I don't my, want this. My argument for that is that in any given month there are things that are just routine things that you have to do that may not be enjoyable. So say you're using that month per year to reverse, you know, something that happened that you want to do over. Um but during that same time frame, maybe you had a colonoscopy done. It's like, do you really want to have that colonoscopy done again? Probably not. So I got to like win $4.5 billion. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it again. Yeah. But I'm not <laughs> saying, I'm saying more for like the negative thing. So it's My like, guy. Oh, your, your dog got hit by a car. So you want to go back to avoid. Yeah. You but know if you that. did the colonoscopy once and you know, you're good, then you can just be like, yeah, I'm going to use it this, this time. You can't do it this time. You're yeah. But see, the future, the future isn't set. You're going back in time. So how do you know the same outcome is going to come from that colonoscopy? Well, you, you, don't. you don't. And that fear is enough to make me not want to oh. use the ability. That said, <laughs> I am, I am really <laughs> greedy. Man, I'm so greedy. Even with one week per month, I could buy a lot of scratch offs and then, or I could even like just get, if you, could you imagine if I put all of my net worth into GameStop when that blew up and then sold at the peak? If I had done that twice in a row at both, op at both points, you, you would be independent. Like you wouldn't be no need for money anymore. That's pretty tempting. And thereafter, I probably would never use the ability again, just because it's just so safe. Scary. Oh, you and say that. Oh yeah, but this you, is the dangerous. You know slope. This that's is... not how it would go down. You'd <laughs> always say, the... "I'll never do it again," but you would absolutely do it. <laughs> yeah, again. this is. He the... needs a sixth option that says, "I can't be trusted." And what all if of you... it would be what if... purely selfish. I would. There would be right? somebody I love, and I will have already used my one week for the month, and yeah. I won't be able yep. to have saved them yeah. because exactly I already exactly what back. I was going to say. Right, because you already back. used it to win one billion dollars or whatever and now you're facing with maybe your whole family gets eradicated and you can't do anything about it because but you were greedy. you have a billion dollars. <laughs> but Maybe with a billion dollars you can have their consciousness uploaded to the cloud. I think and... a family. Do you think a billion dollars could wipe away all your tears? No. 100% no. It would just add Jason's to my tears. Jason's standing by the graves just like wads of money <laughs> I will miss you but money what about you, not Brandon, that, what not that Jason's greedy like, Jason doesn't seem like a greedy person at all but those who also say though, money can't buy happiness don't have money don't you have to think that like if you can undo everything what is your moral accountability for to face the consequences of your negative actions if you Zero. can just undo yeah that's Josh sounds... I have to face my consequences of any action I make regularly anyway just do it twice <laughs> do it twice <laughs> I mean yeah. listen Brandon's living his best life okay <laughs> bro like, alright like, I robbed a bank got away with it went back in time robbed the same bank I didn't even did get it... more money I just uh, did it for fun <laughs> I, would, I would do no such thing for the record <laughs> pure chaos you'd rob a bank just out of credit union exactly. <laughs> go comment <sighs> Alright, Jace, tell tell us the right answer. 
I don't know if there's necessarily a right answer. <laughs> I I think I would go with the one hour per day, but the some of those other, there's there's applications for Solid all of them. Choice. I I can't really see the minute per hour one as much, but I can't see the minute per hour one. The only that one has so limited uses. Like what you can undo a faux pas in a conversation. Like you you, you misspeak once and you can just undo that minute and try again. Like or that's if you not... like stub your toe, you could just not. You know. <laughs> That's, that's yeah, my remember first the thought. pain of stubbing your toe? Do you have phantom pain in your toe? <laughs> yeah, but it wouldn't actually hurt anymore, so. You just remember uh, it. Yeah. yeah. Which that's... one nets you the most time, assuming you used it every. The week, right? Because one week. The most a month. time? Yeah. Wouldn't you just have to find the ratio? Yeah. I don't so, feel like, like a month to year is one twelfth. A week to month is like a quarter. That's probably the that's probably the most, right? I think a week to month is the most. Because day yeah. to week is one seventh, hour is one twenty fourth, and then one sixtieth. Week to month is your highest ratio, I think. You get fifty two weeks. Uh, no, you get twelve weeks back. Fifty two days. So twelve, depending on which option you did. Twelve weeks back. That's three whole months of time that you're living double. I'm sorry. Am I dumb or did you just do 12 times 7 and get 52? Hmm? No, the you one day 52 days? Uh, the one day per week would be 52. Oh, one day per week. Okay. I thought yeah. you were saying that one week, week per month and I was like and how the are one you week this math? the one week per month would gotcha. be 12. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think I agree with the majority on that particular poll. Uh, unlike the last one, but this one I felt was a little bit more. So your teleportation oh, device oh, means oh, nothing oh. to anyone. This will, no one on the stream will understand this context, but I did ask my roommate, and he confirmed that the teleportation device is systematically the most universally applicable. Because even with the storehouse, depending on the apocalypse, even if you assume the literal translation that you have a secure location, no guarantee you could get there or that it won't be ransacked or stolen by looters. The teleportation device, he said, had the largest universal application. And so. this is the guy who actually has the yes. the stuff. <laughs> yeah, like this the is guns, my prepper. This is this, this, this is my prepped. prepper friend who already oh. has. 20 years of he had all of the other options and he said i'd trade it all for the teleportation device well you know when an expert speaks on it you gotta well then i gave him the six options so what if they added a six option or you can just make sure that one friend survives the initial apocalypse and he goes oh this will make me sound like a bad person i go why is that i don't know if i know anyone useful enough to I mean, guarantee they survive. Say that to your face <laughs> as you're sitting there. Like, I'm basically telling you I would not save you if given the option between you and a teleportation device. You're dead. You would be dead right? weight to me. You would be dead weight to me. Save it to your face. That's exactly what he said. Which, I wanted to be mad, but I was like, no, that's fair. <laughs> but I was surprised. I mean, he didn't pick anyone else in his life either. Like the emotional attachments. He's like, yeah. I mean, I mean, you'd one think less a guy like that feed. would know some people, but well, that's what he said. He says, I do know one person more prepped than me, but honestly, we're acquaintances at best, and I'm. I feel like I I wouldn't be a benefit to him, and as in turn, he wouldn't be a benefit to me, and so we'd go our separate ways. So it wouldn't be that beneficial. He said, anyone else is dead weight, extra mouth to feed. Okay. That was a long intro. Yeah. Well, you know, it was an important question. Had to be answered. So now we know. 
Um, <laughs> coming back into Iron Fang for the a long transition. Holy cow! <laughs> so last time we had one of the what I think or what I thought was going to be one of the bigger hurdles of the campaign, um, the uh, verbal duels. Which, when I was first reading the AP, I was thinking that that might be one of the more difficult bits, just because of how new it was. But mm. I'd say, overall, it went pretty well. Uh, you all got to Long Shadow, uh, got into your little verbal duel with the advisors. I think everybody pretty much had a, a moment to shine in the verbal duels. Uh, yeah, I think so. And it was closer than I thought that it would be, but in the end, you did prevail, and you were uh, able... Yes, but why was it so close? Was it perhaps the very opening role set where we could not meet the DC? Hmm? Like Josh? Oh, DC oh no, oh, I, yes. I'm not sure... That... I'm not sure that blame could be prescribed to me. I mean, <laughs> you could blame God or fate or the universe at all just as easily. You'll um, see, Josh, if you could have went back in time a minute, <laughs> we might have been fine. Yeah, that's exactly. True. That's what I would use my consequential power is to make sure that my fictional alternates uh, live better lives. <laughs> yep. Oh, divine yep. intervention? I'm going to re-roll for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't yeah. worry, I did that dragon. He rolled a nat one after the third attempt. <laughs> well, and with that, we'll jump back into that scene right after the verbal debate. Um, you, uh, you're all in the office with the mayor, and he's kind of raised his hand. He's called for the end of the debate. He thinks that enough has been said, and he has told you that you have convinced him. And... I'll just go back and, and read what, what he says here. He, he kind of takes a moment to collect his thoughts and and he looks to the four of you and he says, I am a cautious man and well, you've you've convinced me that the threat of this hobgoblin invasion, uh, it's uh, it poses imminent danger to my town and that our defenses are currently inadequate. I also acknowledge your expertise fighting this foe. Um, with that in mind, I would like to formally request that you aid in Longshadow's defense. Uh, we will provide any resources needed to get our town ready for a proper siege. And he turns to Solomon Zane, the priest of Abadar, Abadar at his side, and says, Set aside about 20,000 gold for renovations to the wall, inspections to the militia's equipment, materials for barricades, and anything else these gentlemen need to prepare the town. And then he turns back to you. I would also like to reward your efforts uh, bringing this to my attention. I I know it's not much, but uh, I can arrange for each of you to receive 500 gold as my thanks, and I promise that more will come should we manage to survive the coming battle. And then Solomon Zane's mouth, you can see, kind of twitches slightly and he, but he bows respectfully and says it will be a tight financially to quickly gather those funds, but I, I will see what I can do. The mayor responds, If necessary, you can supplement the treasury with my own personal funds. Uh, just let me know if it comes to that. No, no, I, I doubt there will be a need for that. We we will manage. And Seneca Volstat uh, looks to you and says, 
I apologize for the trouble that I and, and my associates have caused you. Clearly, we were ignorant to the truth on this matter, or perhaps too blinded by our station. Uh, thank you for so thoroughly seeking the truth in this matter, and for your efforts to protect our town. I love that, like, the debate's not even five minutes over, and she's like, you know what? We were wrong. Just because the mayor <laughs> said that we're going to do it this way, I hey. fully believe that what I argued was false. Do any of you okay. say anything to her? She's like, okay, that's fine. You you don't have to respond. It's, nah, <laughs> I'm going to let... Uh... What's his face? Jessup take point on this. Ah, what's his face indeed? What? Oh, sure. What did what'd she say exactly again? Uh, she said, um, she basically just said, uh, apologies for causing issues. Uh, clearly, we didn't know all the facts. And uh, thanks for seeking the truth in all your efforts to protect the town. Oh, no, uh, no apologies needed. I know that uh, we were kind of abrupt. I mean, first thing this morning. The biggest issue was a well, and now we're telling you there's an invaded army that's going to slaughter every woman and child here in Longshadow. Very, but you know, not believable. So, but I appreciate you giving us the time. You can hear Garrett Craigallo under his voice. Says, the well is still very important. We do still need to talk about that well. Um, no. Uh, the mayor will respond finally, and he, he kind of sits back in his chair. He taps the table in front of him with uh, the pointed end of a nearby quill and he says it would seem that uh, we have a, a great deal of work ahead of us uh, I would like to discuss our plans moving forward if that's alright and with that I would like everyone who can roll me a knowledge engineering knowledge history or profession soldier or survival so you have four engineering history Profession soldier or survival. Choose one and roll that. Say those again slower in two seconds. Okay. Knowledge soldier, engineering, knowledge yep. history, profession okay. soldier, or okay. survival. This is oh, to survival. identify weak points in the city. I'll roll soldier. Okay. So profession soldier from Kieran is a 19. Survival from Hursk is a 28. Uh, profession soldier from Gideon is a 21. Uh, Jessup, do you... Did you say, um, what were the knowledge of engineering? And engineering and history. Okay. They're the same. I'll just be different. Crap. History and 11. <laughs> oh, no. So DC 15. Um, three of you were able to pass. So that's enough to, to identify a number of good uh, weaknesses in the town to talk about. And with that, I will reveal a handout... That has a lot of information on it. Oh, goody. Um, let me see. You know, is this map accurate? It should be. So if I wanted to calculate the perimeter of the feet all the way around, I could estimate it to be about 3,000. Uh, let me just check. There should be a ruler down there. You might not be able to see it on your screen. I just did the snap tool. Um, let me... Where am I? So... Snap to corner... Yes. So, according to the ruler at the bottom, yeah, every square should be fifty feet. It looks like. So. And yes. that's anything correct. you measure should be accurate. Okay, I'm trying to figure out um, how long it would take to build a ditch, um, which I think is going to be the 
Gideon's primary method of defense. I should say that I wanted. Gideon just starts dicking. When we were, when you guys we were... joke, but ditches are no joke. Like when we were spending our gold, I was looking at uh, feather tokens, and there's one that allows you to, like, basically create a siege tower. And Jason wouldn't let me get it because he said it wouldn't be useful. <laughs> I was like, but it's cool because it's a siege tower. <laughs> Actually, so I was looking at it or the other day, like a guide for a couple of like one use or like magical item choices in our price range. Feather tokens in general are steals for what they do. They're so much cheaper than equivalent magic items uh, for like the benefit that you get for them there's there's some of the best iron torches iron stones come close but in my opinion feather tokens are crazy yeah can you all see the handout that i have here yeah yes. i'm looking at it now okay i don't know if i can six points of damage my so this is a long handout yes this is all of the information related to readying the town basically so long shadows defenses are measured in defense points which are essentially hit points uh, they represent all of the defenses, militia, morale, all that stuff. If it goes to zero, the town's destroyed, basically. Okay. Um, it starts out with 50, and that represents, you know, it has a stockpile of weapons, but its militia are somewhat poorly trained and the walls are kind of in disrepair. So, with or without the mayor's blessing, luckily you guys do have the mayor's blessing. So we have money to fund these projects essentially, and the DCs are much easier than they would otherwise be. To convince people to do the work. Yes. So, you can, uh, it says here that you can rally the residents to begin reinforcing the town. Most Nirmathi cities issue traditional defenses, but uh, in the case of Longshadow and most of these settlements in the Hollow Hills, they actually buck this trend and they have walls around their, their settlements. Uh, and so one of the biggest and it actually says right in here this answers the question that you were asking before josh it yeah. is a 20 foot tall brick wall that encircles the town yep um so skipping over some of this there's plenty of room for improvement each pc each day pcs spend in long shadow they can perform up to three actions from the list that we're about to get to each one taking about five hours these actions represent the PC's ability to organize laborers, artisans, or the militia, or business leaders to improve town's defenses. Each action requires the oversight of at least one PC, who must succeed at, succeed at a DC 15 skill check of the related. Uh, they're all in each of the individual things you can do. It has a list of skill checks. So the DC is always 15. Performing any of these actions without first convincing the mayor would make it much more difficult imposing a minus five penalty but luckily you managed to convince the mayor so you don't have a, a massive penalty on all your checks multiple pcs can oversee an action basically doing the aid another if you so wish uh, they can perform a given action more than once in a day and gain its listed benefit multiple times but each action has a maximum number of points that it can provide so you can't you can't just repair the wall like a hundred times. Like there's a limit to how well you can repair the wall. Rolling a natural one on any of these skill checks indicates that an accident has befallen the rushed preparations, dealing some damage to the appropriate PCs. So it gives six ways that you can prepare the town. First is city walls. 
A sturdy brick wall surrounds most of Long Shadow, leaving only a dockside district exposed. The walls have battlements and walkways, allowing the town's militia to patrol the edges of Long Shadow and keep a watchful eye for bandits. Um, however, the uh, wall is in poor repair, making it easy to climb, so its current climb DC is 10. A PC can lead laborers to repair the wall with a successful craft stonemasonry, knowledge engineering, or profession stonemason check. Oh, good uh, thing I had those. <laughs> the benefit is that each successful attempt uh, increases your defense points by 10 and increases the climb DC by 5, but you can only do this three times. So you could get 30 defense points and make the DC to climb at 25, which is pretty good. Mm. Uh, the next one is internal defenses. So this would be stuff uh, like um, preparing fallback locations and choke points, as well as barricades and medical stations. Basically, if somebody gets past the wall, you have locations that you can run to and basically ambush the enemy, or slow them down, all that sort of thing. Uh, organizing untrained citizens to make these improvements requires a craft alchemy, carpentry, stonemasonry, or traps, a diplomacy, or a knowledge local. Um, you can do this uh, up to three times, and each time increases defense points by five. You can also do militia drills. So the town's militia consists of 50 soldiers, though only 25 of these operate in town at any given time. The remainder operate as scouts and marshals in the wilderness and nearby villages. Uh, if you have the mayor's backing, which luckily you do, you can muster an additional 300 soldiers from the town's reserves. Uh, but they are inex inexperienced and undisciplined. Uh, you can whip them into shape with a intimidate or profession soldier check. Uh, each check uh, increases the town's defense points by 10. Uh, you can gain this benefit only once with the primary militia and up to two additional times if uh, the mayor assists you with new volunteers, which again, he did. So you can do this up to three times. Reinforcements. The PCs may have some additional forces they can draw upon to reinforce Longshadow's defenses, such as the Rangers, which you do have access to, or slaves from freed Iron Fang forces. You have some of those already. Uh, you have, I think it's one, two, like nine that you've rescued so far. Freed slaves are eager to fight but unskilled, and the Rangers cannot field a large number of troops. Uh, training the slaves requires a perform oratory or a profession soldier check. Recruiting aid from the rangers is automatically successful, but the rangers take uh, several days to arrive once called. Uh, rangers add five to the defense points, but can only be called once. Each unit of rescued slaves, currently you have effectively one, adds five. Uh, siege supplies. Many of Longshadow's crops are in the surrounding fields uh, and uh, aren't quite ready for harvest, but they can be gathered to help the city prepared for disaster. Uh, likewise, town folks can be trained in hunting and trapping to double their to redouble their efforts to fill basically your reserves. Um, organizing these efforts requires a profession baker, cook, farmer, or trapper, or a survival check. Each check grants an additional five points and can be done twice. And the final option is townsfolk readiness. Although not trained as soldiers, Longshadow's townsfolk are strong and able-bodied and eager to defend their homes rather than serving as soldiers. These adults can be trained to fight fires, run messages, tend to the injured, etc. Inspiring these citizens requires a diplomacy, heal, or profession soldier check. Each successful check increases defense points by five, and you can do this twice. So these are all of the areas that you can 
work towards to preparing the town. And again, you can do three of them each day that you are here. Uh, and then the fourth person can aid somebody else. However, you are also aware that there are several locations... I'll move you over to this map. There are several locations throughout the Hollow Hills that could pose a threat. There are a couple locations that you know of. I think you know of the War Beast Camp, the Wyverns, the Siege Equipment at the River, and then a Munitions Camp. So you know about a, a bunch of places. Logic might tell you that if you were to disrupt activities there, you would probably impact the effectiveness of the siege against you. So you've got two options. You can go out and try to disrupt the enemy, or you can hole up and build up your defenses, or you can do a combination of both. Just depends on how mm -hmm. much time you have. Um, last question. Are those six, just game speaking, our only options, or is there any room for other creative defenses and gaining defense points that way or stuff like that? Uh, it could be considered. Um, I would have to put more thought into it, like, between sure. sessions. So I won't say hard no but you do have to remember that you only have a limited amount of time and a limited amount of workers yep, yep. so you could try to build a, a a like a moat or a ditch around the whole town but that would take a long time and you'd be taking a lot of people uh, who could be working elsewhere perhaps it also wouldn't be the most effective but but ditches in general from the very bit of research i did last week uh are just insanely better than almost any other defensive option they are but you also have to remember that in this world if they have any druids who can stone shape if they have any animals yep. that can burrow yeah i already definitely or if you already know about can fly right over it so i already did all that too and was saying what kind of traditional tactics would change in a fantasy world uh one of the ones too i was curious about um getting uh like clerics or some rangers that can just make food supplies and cheat our way out of food with magic but i guess that was pretty much covered in the way you could do it with these defenses which made sense yep so essentially i'm left with asking you how you would like to proceed you can do as you will you have a lot on your on your list here to consider so what are your my thoughts my personal thoughts would be uh I really don't like the Wyvern Scouts. I know that a lot that happened to the Ranger Forts was with that dragon. Granted, I would assume a dragon's probably going to be stronger than a Wyvern, but if you have multiple Wyvern, that can pose some issues. So it doesn't matter how well you fortify a wall, if they can fly if over it. If they can fly over it. And then the Siege, uh, I don't know what they have for Sieges. I'm assuming it could be um, trebuchets, things like that, to try to really damage the walls. So my, my thoughts are... Try to stop the Wyvern Scouts, stop the Siege Crossing, and the remainder of the time using to fortify the forts. I 100% agree. The three objectives in a defensive siege are to not let them over the wall, through the wall, under the wall, and then you also have to make sure that you have food to outlast your enemy. Um, so in a fantasy world, you have to stop them from flying. Uh, you have to stop them from being able, including improving our sturdy walls. And even the game tells us that you get 30 defensive points versus some of the actions that cap out at 15 or 10. Those are going to be far more useful. If we can then disrupt any siege equipment 
and um, wyverns that they have and eliminate the ability to so easily fly or scale the wall, then, as Jason pointed out, the biggest worries we have are magical means to break our defenses, things like evil druids or, or anyone with arcane. Um, we know they already had one druid. But we know they already had one druid, so we should uh, consider recruiting the ranger's aid, because I think thematically, even though it doesn't add a lot, that's kind of a big benefit, because they, they have experience fighting in the woods and could hopefully... Oh, they, they'd want to get the revenge, I think. Yep, and counter some of the magic. So in-world, even though that's not the biggest defensive points, I think that it adds unique advantages that some of the other options don't provide. Um, so in my opinion, city walls, recruiting additional aid... Training the militia, I feel, is a if-we-have-time thing, though recruiting 300 and not 50 is a must. Um, uh, or we could do even better. There's four locations and four of us. We just split the party. Yeah. yeah Each that's one of us take a point. Yeah, I, think that's, yeah. I think that's best. Um, but I believe like that... that we can handle Hursk's attack on the Warbeast camp this session, and then we can do <laughs> Gideon yeah. with the uh, munitions camp next. Yeah. So like you can it. perform up to three actions a day. Up to three, is yes. there, The party is collectively time... can do three a day. And remind me of the Doomsday counter. I think we're um, ten days from today. Yeah, let me check. I have the calendar in my drive. I just have to open it up here. So campaign journal. Uh, I believe, because you guys got here pretty early, you have the rest of, um, I think it's like 1 p.m. at this point in time today and you currently have 10 days left so i think effectively we could probably get one i mean we, we could do one tonight one day five five hours of trying to assess some of the needs here and then plan what we want to do tomorrow so how far is it in our best estimation to the wyvern scouts do you need to knowledge geography or survival uh, we have that handout that Knowledge geography was. or survival would both be... Uh, knowledge geography would be better. I would allow survival, but geography would be the better choice. Um, can I roll to aid, or sure. is it... I, I'm not trained in it. Is that going to make a difference? Um, I think... I would say that would make it a little bit different. Yeah, I think yeah. I was about to say we could aid Hurst, because okay. I think he's got a pretty good sure. geography. 27. Okay. With a 27... 29. With a... 29 uh, and Hursk you especially know this because you are in the area all the time you know that it's a little over 22 miles straight yeah. from here to the wyverns and you would also be aware that you know if you travel over land on foot you can travel 16 miles in a day if you find uh, some means of like horseback you can travel double that distance uh, if you hustle then you could get a lot farther you know, we, we kind of went over this last time with hustling and how much faster that makes you and healing yourself after every hour, yada, yada. So you can get to places pretty darn fast if you hustle. Like a horse travels four miles per hour. If you're hustling, it'd be eight. So you can get to places pretty fast if you're really going for it. You just have to spend some resources to heal up in between. So in theory, if we were to do that triangle I just mapped out... <clears throat> We could one day get to the Wyvern Scouts fighting along the way, and then the next day make it back, basically. Assuming that you are not held up too long at the first location, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a stretch, but it might cost us two days total for that. 
Yeah, because 32 miles is as far as a horse can take you in one day if you don't hustle. Right. But hustling, in theory, we can we can press our luck a little bit, hustle across the siege crossing, and then lay siege in the Wyvern Scouts before nightfall if we set out yeah. early enough. It, you might not make it all the way back to Long Shadow, but you'd be close. Like it wouldn't Well be Long Shadow wouldn't be one day. It would be yeah. two days most likely. But we would have even if we camped outside of Long Shadow, we'd have enough time the next day to go in, have five hours to do the yeah. three yeah. tactics and yeah. so yeah, I That's think one that option that, if you want to do it that way. To, um, because if they can really go eight, that means that in three hours they can make it from Wyvern Scouts to Long Shadow if, if we hustle, hustle the, whole, the whole way. So that means that it's actually possible with amazing luck and if we really pushed it to go the whole the whole route. Yeah, and just so you're aware, a the average light horse has 16 hit points. The average heavy horse has 19. What that means is that a light horse can hustle for six hours a day, and it won't die as long as you keep healing it every hour. A yeah. heavy horse can go seven hours a day without dying if you heal it up every time. Okay. It will go unconscious in the last, like, two hours, but it won't die as long as you keep healing it. Oh, I feel bad for the horse. It's just you will really have to just... buy a wagon if you wanted to do that, because you, otherwise, like, the beetle can't ride a horse. So... You'd have to buy a wagon in order to carry the beetle. And yeah. a light wagon costs only 50 gold and must be pulled by one horse, but it can carry as much as a thousand pounds. A medium wagon, wagon. What? Can the beetle pull the wagon? Uh, sure, but you'd be going at the slower speed of the beetle. Right, he's saying for the beetle to ride. The ho up. horses are significantly faster than the beetle, so that's where you're getting your speed yeah. from. So a medium wagon costs 100 gold, can, must be pulled by two horses, but can carry 2,000 pounds. So you got I've got money there. left over, so gold's not going to be the issue here. I think a bigger wagon, because if in the event we find any supplies and or other captives, then we can put them in the wagon to be pulled. Yeah, and hustle back with us. Well, we also just got 500 gold each that we didn't really account for that we could use. But um, Oh, is that new too? Yep, the, basically, uh, for winning the verbal duel, the mayor gives each of you a retainer of 500 gold. Oh, uh, so we did not have that calculated. You did not have that before, you have that now. Um, so I guess Josh and I have kind of had thoughts. I would like to hear from Sarah and Justin. I concur. Thoughts? No, I liked, I liked all of it. I'm in 100% agreement. Mm. Go to the Warven Scouts probably first? Right? Is that what we're thinking? Yeah, mechanically, it doesn't matter which one of those two you go to because it's a round trip either way. Right. I mean, um, te technically, if you wanted to get both of them on the first day, you'd have to go to the siege crossing first, probably. But but technically, technically, it might even be better to do it the other way. Is that right? Because getting all the way to the Wyvern Scouts, if we then camp out in the middle of nowhere and we're taking two days anyway, we might as well be refreshed on supplies between each fight. That's up to you on how much time you want to spend. Right. If you want to spend more time that way, that's fine. That's an option you I, can do. I think one of the things that I want to do is um, assess the situation and like thematically set up a day or two the d defenses, and then we can also see how successful or how more time we can risk disruption versus like did we get those extra 60 hit points basically from shoring up the militia and improving the walls 
So I would say defenses first, getting the people of Long Shadow, you know, prepared emotionally and mentally for a fight and then doing our best to train them up as quick as we can, getting the walls as big as we can, then going up and disrupting uh, anything that might have been underway. There'd be more to disrupt too, which would set them back further, is my other thinking. Depending. Okay. Wait, so you're saying to do defenses first and then go out? Yeah. Oh, see, I'm thinking the opposite. I'm thinking to ensure that we're back here when it happens. If it takes us longer to do these travels, I would rather do the traveling first to ensure that we get back. And if we get back early, then we spend time defending. And then they attack up. early. Yeah, but at least we'll be there and it won't be yeah. like we're out in the middle of nowhere and these people I, are defending by themselves. I agree. I think that we need to spend the rest of the day. We can start doing our upgrades, head out tomorrow. But I suggest we head to the... We, I think we're, we're at least all in agreement. The Wyvern Scouts and the Siege Crossing are probably the two that we want to try to take down out of the yeah. four, correct? Yeah, then the others are time permitting. So I would say that we probably want to go to the one we definitely think is top priority first because if poop hits the fan and we realize we can't make it to the other one or we're going to lose time or things took longer we at least took out the one that we thought was more important and then worst case we just head right back to long shadow can we get um any insight what kind of war beast the legion normally employs and what kind of advantage that actually awards them <sighs> he's like no no i don't think i will <laughs> I would say that it would be safe for you to assume it could be almost anything. It could be almost anything. It would be, you could, you could probably find almost any variant of dangerous animal or magical beast. Because really the big things we have to worry about is the, the animals in the hollow hills. Is it just Hursk that's been warping my perception or are they all kind of larger than normal? The hollow hills is a very like large predator area yes because i'm thinking you're out of the level one bubble basically yeah thanks oh no the uh the bigger idea i have is larger creatures mean heavier creatures mean can ram walls so that's assumption that's another kind of thing that we have to consider going over walls going through walls going under walls it sounds like the war beast might be something we have to consider munitions i assume is explosives and might blow up walls, but we don't know. Obviously, we can't take care of all of them. But the flying is a big priority, but I don't want to neglect the strength of the war beast camp. I will and say, it's really far out of the way. So the you're problem. not in 100% agreement, then, like you said, you were in the beginning. Well, only because I thought about what war beasts might be. I will well, say, yeah, I mean, the, the, you. I think we stick with the plan. Yeah. You probably cannot assume by default you can't do everything. It's. Pro- I have not checked the math. It's probably <laughs> possible to do everything, but you Jason, would have to be highly efficient. You're assuming that our roles are going to be conducive yeah. to doing everything, when in reality, nothing in this AP has gone the way that it should for us. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> sure. that, always assume worst case scenario. I don't know if it's necessarily impossible to do everything, but. But the round journey would be. Is that can I safely just calculate the round journey, or do you want to check for that information? Uh, I would say that what you have there, the 112 miles or so, give or take yeah. a little bit, is probably fairly accurate. Um, so 112 miles, just a couple days. 
Uh, if you're if you're not hustling 32 miles a day, that would make it one, two, three, like four-ish days. If you hustle every day, you could probably make it in three, two or three days, maybe. I don't know exactly, something like that. The difference of going out of order is that. 50 miles. 50 miles. If you do it in that particular out of order way. Right. Kieran's thoughts are, he wants to spend the rest of this day actually preparing on his own. So I had taken gold from our spoils and have already bought stuff. So I'm assuming he's spending the rest of this day buying those items that I went over with with Jason. So he's not going to be doing any town preparation. He's just stocking up his supplies. Selfish. Um, He would advocate for setting out in the morning for either the Wyvern Scouts or Siege Crossing. He still thinks those are the higher priority. And then he he would advocate for coming back and, and building up the town. I don't think he would advocate for Warbeast Camp or Munitions. Um, the, the time is variable because we can travel up to twice it depending on how we maneuver. But almost it would up take, to twice. Yeah, almost up to twice. But it would take us at most five days if we split up the travel and did the Wyvern Scouts siege crossing, then shored up defenses, and then did war beasts or munitions, time permitting. But I almost feel like if we're going to go with the idea that disrupting is something we want to do and then preparations later, we should do all of the disruption and then come back for preparing. I think that's way too risky. I think we need to split the party and we're going to have another (laughs) verbal duel. I personally think like Wyvern Scouts Siege Crossing, like we were saying, maybe Mutants Camp if we get lucky with Wyvern Scouts and Siege Crossing. I say throw War Beasts out entirely. Yeah, I think maybe we can do yeah the Wyvern Siege Crossing, see how our rules are with Long Shadow, time permitting, maybe hit up the Munition Camp and come back. I don't know. I think see, that... I think we go to Radia's Hollow, then back to the Ridgeline Camp, then maybe go back into the mines, make sure those ghosts are properly taken care of, and then... We should have contracted them. We know they're good at traps. <laughs> right? Dang it! <laughs> No, but I mean, I kind of agree. I think Werven Scouts and Siege Crossing are top priorities. War Beast is also probably at the bottom of my list. Then I'm outvoted. Simple as that. I just (laughs) think that 15 actions... I don't know. I I, I think disruption is the most efficient thing that we can do, but... um... I mean, I would would entertain that War Beast might be okay if... If our idea is not to come back to Long Shadow until we've finished at least Siege Crossing. You know what I'm saying? Like... Right go up to War Beast and then down to War of Scouts and then to Siege Crossing and then potentially and then, and then make a decision then make a decision at the Siege Crossing about what to do. Right. That would be the only way I'd I'd advocate for maybe War Beast, but I I think really our biggest thing is we're we're torn between munitions or War Beast, right? Yeah, it, that it, seems to be it, the, it the divide. sounds it sounds like the consensus is if you are going to War Beast that it would be the first thing for efficiency's sake. Otherwise, right. you're not going there at all. That's what it sounds like is being right. said that's, here. That's what it sounds like to me, too. So so I Which guess it's... we can say here, we can just do a vote. Do you want to go to the War Beast camp, yes or no? Just period. Yeah. 
because it yeah, sounds like yes. if you don't go there at first thing that you're probably just not going to go all the way up there I, again i agree with that sentiment and is i that, would say it's worth going there would the other would the rest of you also think that does that sound like what is going on here like either you're going there first or you're just not going to go up that far twice so i guess before i make a decision um on a vote there can we just how many days do we have not you have including 10 today. days not including today. So right? is the, nine is days the war after today on, on the tenth day or the eleventh day? So what I have written in the journal here, the twenty-second of Gozrin. By the end of the duel, it is about noon with ten days remaining. Okay, so you have ten days after today. Okay. So ten days remaining, you have the rest of today as well. So I, I guess just to make sure we're clear, are they f- wars on the tenth day or ten days to prepare and then it's going to be on the eleventh day? Hard to say. I was, I, yeah, I don't know yeah. if we would know I, I that I would say that the safe planning is to plan eight days or nine days and then shore up defenses for the time we have left. To be perfectly honest, you can't even say with 100% certainty that the orders you have are necessarily up to date either. Correct. So, Which intel from disruption is another thing that we might be able to gain what the most recent orders right. are. That's true. So I guess with your plan, Josh, if we did go to War Beast Camp and all around... And we got the horses with the wagons. How many days are you projecting then it would take for that? Uh, it's one of the ones that's a variable. But the overall time, Justin, you can track it out here. We can travel at minimum 32 days, 32 miles a day. That's at the slowest possible pace. We can possibly go up to twice that by hustling. You can't Although, go exactly twice that. If you get a medium wagon and yep. two heavy horses... Yeah. You could travel a maximum of, let me say, 8 times 7 plus 4, a maximum of 60 miles a day. If you hustle for 7 straight hours, using your resources to heal the horses every yeah. hour for each of those 7 hours, you could get 60 miles a day. But 40 a day is much more achievable and Planable, I would say. If you hustle only five hours a day, meaning that the maximum non-lethal damage dealt is only eight, then you could travel five times eight plus the remaining 12 would be 52 miles a day. That... Hustling four hours a day would be 48 miles a day. So that would put us at 2.3 days to go 120 miles, or three. Three. Three days worth of travel. Well, 2.3 in combat time in there. Combat time. So, yeah, I mean, if we hit everything, probably six days. Totally. I don't that's, think it'll be that. Everything probably went okay. High. I mean, that's you assume, think? I think if you have to rest before that's clearing a place, maybe. Yeah. maybe. yeah, that's what I'm saying. With maybe. rest and everything in, in total, I'm thinking maybe six is a little high. Maybe yeah. and, six and the other high. thing to consider... I think four, just so I think that, four is closer. Yeah, just so answer. that we're all aware, think, the other thing to consider is that you have all these six options and you can do three of them every day so if you have let's say five days remaining and you get back to long shadow let's say it takes you five days to do all this so you have five days left you can do 15 different actions which is everything twice and then some things three times which is a lot of them so since the war beast is so far out though what if i argue the fact that we go to munitions or could we have to we have to go to siege crossing to get to munitions correct Right. So then we'd have no. To you don't have to go to the Siege Crossing. If I move you back to the Long Shadow map, you'll notice that a ferry, they right? do have ferries that you could go straight across if you needed oh. to. So um, what I if think... we did munitions first? 
looped up, and then because we know we want to hit Wyvern scouts, we're still hesitant on War Beast. What if we go to Munitions, Seed Crossing, Wyvern, see where that takes us? If we yeah. need to head back to Long Shadow, we can jump right back. If we think we have, we're doing well on time, we can hit a War Beast and come back. But assuming, can we assume equal pace at the ferry, and then? I mean, as the, far ferry, as... the ferry doesn't go super. It, it's probably not going to make a mechanically significant a impact. That's what I mean. <laughs> You're going so, maybe a couple hundred feet across the water. It's not going to take that. With much that, longer. as you just charted out, it's actually the same or a little faster to do the whole loop travel time. And if we get up to the Wyvern scouts and decide that we really want to just get back to town, then it's only with a two day travel or less. Depending on how far we get on that. Yeah, I'm thinking if if we're gonna. Yeah. I yeah. guess based on timing, it's not as bad as I thought. But I would then say let's hit up the three that are closest. And then see if beast. we want to go. Right. Worst case, we come back. I definitely want to hit Wyvern. Regardless. My 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 reasoning is I just I'm in line with Jason's thought process there. Like three actions a day is actually a lot, and we don't have mastery in all those skills. But with Jessup, we can pretty much hand wave the oh. important ones. So are we leaving today? We're not leaving today, right? No, no. because you ha so Kieran's off buying things. So what I was oh. going to say is, you can assume maybe you send Kieran off to do all the shopping. So all four of your shopping is done by Kieran, and then the other three of you are. And then the three free. of us could try to at least. Right. So I'm going to go forge some supplies. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was thinking about could, we could start talking to people to start upgrading now, couldn't we? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to go yeah. get supplies for the upgrade. So, like, Erskul oh, just goes start collecting supplies for the town because it's a survival check, and I have pretty high survival. And like, my opinion, Jessup... get a one, I'm not going to fail. Jessup's the only one who can do the engineering bit. So I was assuming that that's what you should do. And then I was going to have Gideon start the militia drills. There's surprisingly sure. a couple of there that he is best at. Because yeah. uh, they have a oratory and diplomacy. Yeah. I, I, if I do those, I cannot fail. Except yeah, for the, one. the other Natural thing is Natural one if, is the scary part. Right? If, we're gonna, <laughs> if we're going to call for rangers, we gotta do it today. So they have That's time true. to get here. No, I want it to be a scene from Lord of the Rings where they crest the hill if, right when we're in our first darkest light on the hour. Fifth day. Yeah, Look that's to right. The east. Look so, to the east and then there's the rangers. Uh, so, speaking of that, is it take five hours to send a message to the rangers? It would take you five hours to find the means to send the message, yes. I think I would argue Jessup would do that piece. Yeah. So no roll, I would do that. Just if you want to roll survival to gather supplies for like farming and stuff, I have an idea for that too, if that works with you, Jason. Uh, what do you mean by an idea? Well, presumably, I could go back to my homestead, the farm, visit with Brock, talk to him, planning on giving him the gold, have them reach out to the rangers, and then have Justin could do survival at the Jessup's homestead. Sure. Yeah, that works. And I'll do the militia drills. And do I have... Is it an action to muster the 300 additional soldiers, or does that just happen? No, it just assumes that if you do this action and you have the mayor's support, you get them. Okay. Assuming that you succeed in the check, yada, 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 yada. Yeah. I mean, it's not a gimme for the check, to be honest, but I think it's a fine enough thing and yep. in character for Gideon to do. Yep, all of these what? are only a DC 15 since you don't have the penalty, which is very big. For what were you trying to do? Uh, yeah, whip the militia into shape. Gotcha. 
because it's a profession soldier or intimidate, both of which he has eight in. Um, okay. Who wants to go first? I think mine's the only role that matters. Think, so let's wait, do. What, how bad are your bonuses? Eight. And then what's yours, Justin, for 14? For that? For survival? Yeah. So he can't fail unless he rolls a natural one, wow. in which case stuff happens. Right. Can you give me heroism? Actually, <laughs> actually, it does not say that you fail on a natural one, does it? It just says uh, there was something with like dealt damage or it, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you just take damage. So presumably, you'd still succeed, but you'd take See? damage as well because it doesn't say you yeah. fail it. And it's the town that takes damage, or you as a person? The appropriate PCs. Yeah. So he would take damage. Um, oh, yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, there's nothing I can do to help you, Josh. I could only help Hersk, but he can't fail anyway. What's the duration on heroism? I was half joking, but then I thought if it's five hours for you, it would a... be ninety minutes. Yeah. The only thing that I think could potentially work is my omnipresent uh, mentor because that lasts for a full day. But I do not have ranks in soldier profession. Correct. I do in survival, but the plus three is not going to help Hersk. Right. Because that's a twenty-four one... hour bonus. Well, the other ones intimidate. What's your intimidate, Josh? Eight. No. Oh. So yeah. you could you could inspire him to intimidate. Yeah, I can inspire you to intimidate them into here. shape. Uh, okay, that's fine. We can do that. Yeah, so I'll Kieran, take it. you will lose. You will lose the bonus that I gave you to diplomacy. So I will spend four more rounds of bardic performance. So Gideon, Gideon, if you yeah. are going to whip these people into shape, sometimes you just need to be a little harsh with your words. I know that you are lovey and bubbly, and that's great. But sometimes just drive it home. You know what I mean? Arr. I will heed your advice, Jessup. You've always been wise. Uh, I'll just do put a little scowl. Let me, just let me see the scowl. And he scowls very deeply. So you have now acquired the plus three bonus from Jessup with that scowl. Hey, and I'm assuming a, a skill like guidance is not going to help in this situation. <laughs> no. No, no. that's why our mind, mine's 24 hours, so it makes sense, but you yeah. the short buff durations. Cool. So how much is the buff there? It you, Basically, it's just my inspired competence, so it's just plus three. But Oh, still, though, that brings it to an 11. It's the 24 hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or so until I rest again. Three to this roll. Okay. <laughs> so 18. Yep. Pushing it close, buddy. Okay. <laughs> so, one second here. Okay. This is fun. Seriously? Jason's like, you're getting so many soldiers. Okay. This is ridiculous. <laughs> That's... Well, anyways, um, what was that so role for? You just you not guys... tell us? No, you don't need to know. <laughs> you um, whipped into a number of people into shape that you don't get to know. <laughs> so, you guys go off and each do your own thing. Hersk and Jessup both go off to his homestead. Uh, Jessup gets with his friend Brock, the former ranger, and um, you, the two of you out there, you would actually see that there is a ranger there. Like just a scout who came from the fort uh and it's probably reasonable to believe that he might be responsible for some of these rumors that have been going around and you do know that the rangers were scouting out the area before you had even left so uh brock and this scout that are with his uh that are at his homestead um after you tell them you know like we need somebody to to go out there and, and reinforce us they both will agree and volunteer to travel back to the rangers to relay the information 
and make them aware that reinforcements are needed. And that is an automatic check. So the defense points will go up by, I believe it is five. Yeah, it's not much, but thematically it made a lot of sense. 55, yep. And then Hursk, you're going out there and you are using survival to gather supplies. You know the area fairly well. You know a lot of... um, you know a lot of areas that have high yield of of um, various herbs and and plants that are both edible and useful for healing. Uh, you also know some of the more uh, uh, lucrative monster dens that you can hunt for meat. Uh, and you go out there with your 31 survival and you do a very good job gathering in some of these supplies and bringing them back to town. And that was under the siege supplies, I believe. Yes. So another five points. So that brings you up to 60. And mm-hmm. Gideon, you are getting the militia together. You're maybe bringing the mayor with you, and he's giving a speech and kind of extolling the people, telling them that in this time of need, uh, they have to rise up to the occasion. And as it says, a great number of the citizens who are kind of the reserves, they're not like full militia, but they had some training. They come out and they gather at one of the areas in town, one of the town squares, and you are able to spend the next couple of hours drilling them, training them, maybe a little bit more, I guess, how, how do you flavor it since it was an intimidate check? How are you, how are you flavoring that? Um, the way I see it is that he's got no patience for anyone that doesn't respond the call. So it's not so much that he's using you know, violence or confrontation. It's just that he's strict. And if anybody doesn't respond what he believes is their their duty to protect their lands and their brethren in arms, he just doesn't have the patience to deal with it. So he's very like hyper-corrective of yeah. that kind of behavior. You You do draw the ire of some people. Your tactics are not what they are used to there it's not what they prefer however everyone is aware and especially mayor tom is very beloved so his presence kind of counters it enough and they know that this is a situation that they do genuinely need to put their best effort forward so despite not enjoying how you're handling it they go along with it they understand well and i think the biggest thing too like i've sometimes intimidate always gets a bad rap for like always being argumentative but in in my opinion it's kind of the control you just you command presence and command that they listen to you with your actions that is not a real threat but has that intimidation factor that you feel like there'd be a big consequence if you didn't listen even if there's nothing behind that and with that you get 10 defense points and you can no longer use this action with the primary militia but you can do it two more times because you have those extras so your defense points are currently 70 as the day draws to a close. Kieran has put in all the orders for any items that are being upgraded or bought anything that could be found. We did all of that off air. And so the night comes. And then the next morning, you guys all find lodging here in town. Uh, you can either s- stay with the mayor in his house or you can get rooms in the, the inn, the, canar- the canary. Uh however you guys want to do that either way uh the mayor will will cover your expenses in town uh for these next two weeks given that you are aiding the town so you don't have to worry about marking off money for meals or lodging uh we're gonna hand wave that 
Um, Though to be the best guest would cost him the least amount of money, so we should accept a, ho- a room in his house, most likely. If that's what you're going for. Yeah. It's probably nicer there anyways. Right. So, uh, Just would be at his farm if that's okay. Yeah, you can stay there as well if you want. That's another option. You can stay with Jessup. You do yeah, know that, like, like Brock said, you did suffer a little bit of an attack from some wild uh, beasts that were riled up, so there's some damage to the place, but it's still standing, so... I don't know. I doubt he'd stay there, but Gideon might spend any time if there's any barracks. He, he might just spend mo- most of his passive presence there and then only retire till late. There's um, a jail the, and the armory. There's no barracks. There's no proper barracks. So then the militia would be defended in the castle walls or there in the house no itself. There is no castle. <laughs> the, there's a town the hall. hall but the, the, town militia, hall. the militia, they probably just live in their own houses. Right, right, They're right. Like the one just, just like goes into like some dude's house. Yeah. I'm sleeping with you. You're no, essentially sure. dealing so... with the Minutemen. <laughs> yeah. Right. So there's nothing. Maybe they've got like in in the barements of the wall. There's like a small space where they take their lunch breaks. Oh yeah, gotcha. they probably have they have places inside of the the barricade yeah. the towers here that they can at least. Uh, there's no take proper breaks. place where they yeah. stay. Yeah. I think oh, Kieran's no. gonna probably stay at an inn. Okay. So is anybody staying with the mayor? Gideon, then. Oh, okay. Gideon that was is an staying with the mayor. I'm sorry. Yeah, so you can stay at an inn, you can stay with the mayor, or you can stay with Jessup. Uh... I mean, obviously, I think I'd stay with Jessup, because that's... I kind of went with him, didn't I? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's it's true. easier to stay there than come back. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like... Jessup's like, you're not welcome here. Take no, us go back to Long Shadow. Shadow. <laughs> yeah. No, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jessup's farm would have just kind of like the stereotypic farmhouse that his his individual house and then there are other small cabins and those cabins one where's where Brock lives and the other ones are where Jessup's old ranger pals um, used to live once everybody retired they all retired to this farm and each one had their own house uh, until they passed away but he still tries to maintain those houses so you could stay in one of those oh, Jessup has a village I like well, it well <laughs> tiny 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 one alright uh Kieran will say it in an inn. Okay. Yep. Okay. Very um, on brand for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Each of the characters I felt like made very in character choices for that. And since you're all staying in a relative safe area, I'm not going to roll for any encounters or anything. So the next day comes uh, bright and early. Get, you can all meet. What up? I get commune. I don't want to role play it all out, but I just have a couple of questions. Sure. Uh, biggest one is first of all, as a party, are we all collectively decided on the munitions, siege crossing, wyvern, figure out where we are from there plan? Yes. 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 But I guess how many horses were we getting? Uh, if you get a yeah. medium wagon, you have to get two horses. Well, I guess um, my thought was we got two horses with a medium wagon for Titan, and then the other ones of us got our own horse. Well, Titan doesn't weigh 2,000 pounds, so you can well, carry more than just him in that wagon. Yeah. Right, but I guess between looking at like Jessup and, him, and himself, you know, with me and my gear. My yeah, gosh. you know, the four of you and Titan would take up a a good percentage of the wagon. You'd still have some left over. You could get multiple wagons. There's nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm I'm voting at least two wagons if we can with supplies to fix them if they get run down, like Oregon Trail style. Just because if we find any supplies that we want to bring or captives yeah. or anything, we have a way to transport them because it would suck if. We don't have a way to transport these people, and then we have to go by 
how slow they are, we can't recruit the 500. I just got uh, is, is totally able to be contributed back. That That's cause. what I would do. I, I would vote at least overspend rather wagons. than underspend. I yeah. would. I so, would, like, I two agree. medium wagons with two horses each, and you can split up and have all that if you want. They move at yeah, the same maybe. speed, so it doesn't impact sure. anything yeah. there. Two or three, depending on how long of a caravan we want. Okay. But two, three might attract more attention. Who depends? Yeah, I'm thinking knows. two, at least two, uh, or so we get four of the workhorses and two medium wagons. Okay. Yeah. You've got plenty of capital to, to get all of those. Um, and. The only other thing to consider is uh, there are rules for driving vehicles if you're in combat. So if you ever were to fight while aboard them, we can. If have you were, a cool if you were trying to have like a, a wild west chase battle on the wagons, you'd have to make driver checks. I want to. Let's do it. <laughs> that does not sound like it's going to go well. Yeah, um, no. Does not sound like something this party's equipped to deal with. Yeah, the only one of you who could make the checks, I think, is Hursk because it's handle animal or. Um, yeah. Hursk rides side by side so he can use both reins for both carriages. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, he just straddles in between. Otherwise, yeah. if a battle occurred, you'd have to stop and not try to escape because running away with the, would take a driver check. But... Basically, uh, Gideon will look for for he's not he doesn't need the full ten list. He's just looking for divine uh, confirmation or uh, intelligence, if possible. He'll propose their plan in a yes or no question to say, does that seem like a wise option? And then he'll pose a series of questions to verify the doomsday clock and if it's the most recent order or if we can expect eight or ten days, that kind of thing. And he'll use all ten of them for those two. Um, Most of your answers are unclear. Just given the nature of this, there's necessarily no correct uh, option. But the general consensus would be yes, this is one of potentially many wise options, and right. yes, that countdown is about as accurate as you can expect it to be at this time. Alright. And obviously, there's a lot of unclears as he spends all ten of his questions to, to get to yes. that level of understanding, which I think is fair. Yep. Okay. okay. So you all wake up the next morning bright and early, you meet up, and... You get your wagons, you get your horses, you all pile on, and uh, you begin to make your way. Did you say the first place was going to be the munitions camp then? Yeah. Okay. Start close, go out. You all get a particularly large ferry to carry all of this across, and within maybe an hour or so, you are at the other side of the river. You begin making your way to the munitions camp. Do we want to hustle at all for this period of time? It's up to you. How fast uh, do you want to get there? Eight miles if you hustle, four miles if you don't per hour. Actually, uh, before we get up and ready and head out, Jessup was, was, would have a scene. Okay, go ahead. Go for it. Let's do the scene first. So, before we get up, uh, Jessup would look to her skin. Well, I uh, hope everything was uh, comfy cozy in there. Um, I, did, I suspect we should meet up, but uh, I just got a few things here I got to tend to. Um, I'll catch up with you in a, in a few. Oh, okay, yeah, by all means. I'll see you back at town, I guess. So a few moments later, Jess would walk by um, into like a little gardening area. There would be sunflowers, and he would pick one. And then he would walk over to a 
gravestone. Kind of set the flower on that and, uh, like, uh, Lildreth, it's been a while. I, I hope, uh, hope everything's going well. Hopefully you're watching over uh, Rizrin and Brock. I know those two need it. Uh, things are really kind of happening a lot different than I thought. But, um, I'm still here. Who knows for how much longer. But, um, just always pray for your guidance. I love you. That's it. Aww. That's so cute. So sad. Okay. Um, just uh, doesn't need a role play, but as part of your morning preparations, as Gideon offers tea, he also gives each member of the party uh, matching platinum rings. You all have friendship bracelets now. Uh, Joseph's already wearing two rings. I can't wear a third. This one is not a slotted item. It's fine. It doesn't take your ring. Are you slot. sure? Are you? It says ring. It, it, despite saying ring, it does not take your ring Jessup slot. Just confused on how to put two rings on ten fingers. Uh, you rings. you just have to be in possession of it. You don't even have to wear it. Is that how it works? Yeah. Uh, probably. It's just a component to the spell. Yeah. So worn by right. both you and the target, but it's oh. still. Won't... Oh. Wow. But uh, that yeah, said, it's, it's not a magical item, so it's not. So it's, it doesn't yeah. pick up your magical slots. Because you can have ten rings. Yep. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't mess with the Wi-Fi interference of the other two wings. <laughs> rings. The wings are ready. The wings. <laughs> okay. Okay. I say we hustle at least an hour. Um, because at most they take one non-lethal on the first hour. Uh, they take no non-lethal on the first hour. There's there's so no consequence to hustling one hour. Twelve. And if we hustle again, we get there in two hours. So it's two hours versus three. Uh, how many miles is it? Twenty. Twenty miles. It would take you. You'd have to hustle. Th- three because eight sixteen so you could get there in three hours if you hustled twice and do a normal hour so it would take you three hours okay everyone okay with that yep karen can't do anything to heal the horses so the healers are the ones making the calls yeah yeah they will be resources they will be at one non-lethal damage and fatigue unless you heal them after that second hour and channel type healings are going to be our, our best options there for sure probably because you have four targets yeah um, do horses count as allies I assume yeah I guess so only if we give them names <laughs> yeah give them names what are their names crispy and bacon names. they're not um, pigs they have to be it's to be crispy and bacon but well, I'll spend I, I will in- name mine glue I'll spend an invocation to give them fast healing. Did you say gloom or glue? Glue. Glue. Because Brandon's a jerk. Yeah. What? How am I it's... a jerk? It's a name. <laughs> You're going to name it Bacon. What's the fourth one? Yeah. What's wrong with it? Hide. Stick. Blue <gasps> stick. <laughs> Elmer. Elmer's. <laughs> okay. They have names now. So you, you expend one of your uses of invocation to heal them, you said? Yeah. Okay. So you get there in three hours. So it's um, about... It's a it's before noon. It's like 11 o'clock at this point. 
And you see in the distance the walls of the town of Ekru. You had learned from the, uh, the documents that this munitions camp, they had taken over the conquered village of Ekru. Uh, and you also had put together that Ekru was the town that some of those uh, survivors came from. So you guys see in the distance this town and you begin to approach it. And do you approach it from the main road? Or some other direction. The main Where road, is... the main road to Ekru actually comes in from the northwest. So if you were doing just a straight shot, you'd show in from from the south to the east, if you wanted. Yeah. Uh, so is that direction you want to enter from? I'd say. Okay. Just right. the direction we're coming from. Yeah. Okay. Let me just make sure that everything's on the right layer here. Or distance between two points is a line, so that's how we go. Okay, so I will move you guys to the munitions camp. I have revealed everything that you would see from the distance. Oh, it's huge. You can see yeah, some of these maps are big, big maps. Um, you would be entering so from we... down here. Okay. Or if you wanted, you could enter from anywhere else on the map. It just depends on how you want to enter. You know that the main gate is to the north, uh, northwest up here. We're thematically coming in here and then we can assess how we interact with the scene. Essentially, you wouldn't be getting that close, probably. Obvious. But yeah, obviously. that's the direction you're coming from. You can see the walls in the distance fairly easily. How deep is this? Can we just assume we get over it? That is fairly shallow. It's not like a big river. It's more like a, a creek of some sort. Uh, can we get in through, through what's that this can we get in through here like great it is barricaded you could try to get your way through uh you don't know how quiet you would be and there's you don't know if there's an open line of sight there or not but you could try mm-hmm. what are these rocks apart from difficult terrain uh those are the remnants of buildings it looks like they're like cinder blocks that have been piled and just thrown in a big uh a massive heap and you can actually see over here some buildings or the remains of walls that were just destroyed. So it probably is just things got cleaned up and tossed in heaps in certain areas. Any place we could acquire a vantage point to look around or we we're going to have to scout out pretty close to You'd it? You'd have to. There's no like mountain. Well, there are mountains, but the Mindspin Mountains are super far away. So that's not really an option. Um, there's no big. Immediately viable yeah. place to look over. Correct. This is um, this is south and enough of the hollow hills that there's no like big hills. It's more or, like the plains over here than yeah, it is. Less of a precipice, or there, there's no yeah. like cliffside or tree Correct. conveniently placed to climb like in the Fangwood. Correct. Okay, I, I say we approach from the south. We can even kind of sloop around a little bit, leave the horses and stuff tied to. Uh, there's no trees around. Is there a place we could conveniently leave them behind and? There, are, there are trees, it's just there's no like forest. There might be like a couple trees sporadically around, but yeah. So like you're not gonna have an issue in that regard, but So we'll do that and then approach on foot from the south, unless you guys wanna loop all the way around and go from the north. Any oppositions or thoughts? Nope, that sounds good. South works for me. So if we approach from the south, do we get more details on this building or the overall size of this building, height, stuff like that? Um, how close do you want to get? 
As we walk up, I assume. There's no... I mean, unless you guys wanted to do some secret stealthy stealthy, I'm thinking we just kind of go. Up Charge! <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that option, uh, but shoot. the... That was the oh, so it just looks like a little bit of water. That's all we have to worry about there. Just like a little ravine. That's the opposite no, of what I wanted to do. No, no big deal, really. I wouldn't worry about it personally. I forgot, oh, okay. that, I had, I forgot that I had to invert it when I do it that way to reveal. That's funny. Nice. Uh, but yeah, if you guys want to get a good vantage point, you can try to stealth up to some of these locations. I will say from a distance, you can tell that this area that I accidentally revealed and then hid it looks to be some sort of pit, but from a okay. distance, that's as, that's as much as you can tell. You can't see into it or anything. It is some sort well, of pit. I'll also clue you all in with his very bright, shining armor. Uh, Gideon is incapable of stealthing, <laughs> reasonably. So. I mean, Hurst can stealth a little bit. And he can always send some scout beetles. Yeah, all right, I'm you fine could, with that. You could beetle scout, yeah. I could beetle scout. How many times per day can you do that? Oh, it's a spell. Uh, four times. Okay, yeah, I'm fine then. It's just one level two spell. Yeah, just do it. Did I do it right this time? I don't think I did it right. Nothing no, happened. we can't. We can't see anything. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't do it right. Also, <laughs> just for so that everyone in the world knows, and you can check it and make sure that I'm doing it right. Gideon has one less shield bonus right now because his other one's getting upgraded dun, so he just, dun, had, dun. He just has the, the regular one. So what is this spell called? Just Beetle Scout? Insect Scout? Uh, I typed in Beetle Scout but it still came up. Right. So you spend so you your scouts must spend 1d6 hours investigating the location but need no oversight. When done, they come back. They travel one mile per cast level. Yada yada. Find size. Yada yada. Yeah, I don't care about any of this information right now. Each scout returns, passes along memories of specific locations, flaws, defenses, alarms, granting you the ability to reroll one failed scout uh, check per scout as long as the skill check involves locations layout. Yada yada yada. Even if one scout returns, you still get a rough understanding of like a building's layout. Okay, okay. So where are you sending these scouts? Are you splitting them up, or are you trying to get as much information about one area or the other? I, I revealed the one place, but we can say that like half of them went to that. Okay. That. And how many do you get? Uh, yes. Nice. Um, I get. Says one, one insect per scout levels. per four levels, so, so I think I get two. So you could so send one, one to look over there and the other one to look into the. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Roll one d six to see how long it takes them to get back. Minutes is this? One d six hours. Oof. Oh, that's a way long time. Yeah, it's up to you. Three. Three. Hmm. I would encourage not doing that in the future. That takes longer than I thought. What are you going to do? Walk up to the door? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's in there? I encourage uh, Hurst to keep doing what he's doing because he's fantastic. Okay. So, <laughs> your beetles both return, and you get the following information. I'm just going to start revealing a bunch of stuff. Nice. So, to the west of the map... You can't say nice. You didn't want to do it, Josh. 
to the west of the map you see the large pit and i'll just kind of read the 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 info about this actually a lot of this info you would not know because it is sensory that they probably wouldn't be able to easily portray uh you would know that in this pit there are a bunch of wooden ladders that lead down to the bottom of a 30 foot pit by the way 30 foot um and uh there's a couple inches of stagnant water at the bottom which you can see there you would know that there are also a number of creatures so let me just start putting these on the map this might take me a second to put them all on the map here oh man those look they're like undead um, goblins they remind me we were talking about them the other day the weird things from lovecraftian horror or not lovecraftian the time machine oh the uh more more Morlocks? Morlocks? Morlo- Morlocks. Morlocks. Yes. They eat humans. Nom, nom, nom. nom, uh, nom the nom. beetle would uh, kind of describe these, and you can make a knowledge something check on these guys. Let me figure oh. out what the check would be. You also do see that two of them appear to be hobgoblins. You would know that pretty much by default. Um. To identify these other guys would be a knowledge nature oh. check. No, it would only Hearst be able to roll since they're his. Hearst, uh, yeah. Hearst, you do identify these are Morlocks. Oh, so they are Morlocks. Morlocks! Did we talk about this? Yes, nice you saw did. the corpses of some Morlo- Morlocks at Radius Hollow. Oh, man. These guys are. If you Google some pictures of these guys, they're terrifying. Yep, this Listen, is what they look the like. I, I blew it up right. for you. That's what they the look like. That's what we're going to look like in the future. Yep. Ah, nice. million years in the future. You would know uh, about Morlocks. Let me tell you what you would know about them. Uh, with a 24, you will identify them and you'll get two questions. Um, okay. You'll know that Morlocks are degenerate humans long lost from the world of light. They have regressed through years of subterranean dwelling into ravenous, barely thinking beasts of endless night. Uh, They no longer remember the civilized lives their ancestors led. Um, Typically, a Morlock stands just over five feet tall, weighs roughly 150 pounds. They walk on two legs at times, but often drop down to creepy four-limbed shuffle uh, when speed or stealth is necessary. Um... You have two specific questions you can ask about Morlocks. Any resistance? Like damage resistance? They don't have any necessarily damage resistances, but they are immune to disease and poison. Okay. And do they have any special abilities? Attacks? Something like that? Uh, They do have a couple special abilities here. Uh, They do have... You would know that Morlocks possess some ability called Leap Attack, which is basically they can make a single attack during a jump, uh, and basically they can make it at any point along the course of the leap, uh, the start, the end, or while midair. While jumping, it does not provoke attacks of opportunity for leaving a threatened square, and so on. And that their acrobatics is extremely high, so they can jump very well. All right. I will relay that to everybody else. They're jumpy. Goody. 
Okay. And that is what you learn from the pit there. Uh, there looks to be maybe a dozen or so of them, and uh, they're all, like, mining away at the rock wall, pretty much. They're just doing menial labor, and then there are these two hobgoblins that appear to be... We have to save them. No, we don't do that here. Yeah, we have to save them. Uh, there's these two hobgoblins that seem to be uh, over overlooking. The other beetle would be able to tell you that there is the front gate that okay. appears to be guarded by two creatures that I'll just give it to you. They appear to be uh, just goblins that are That's guarding the front gate. Uh, and then revealing the inside of the area is going to be a little bit harder. Um, oh, he's carrying a little rat. Yep. <laughs> he throws it at his enemies. So what you learn from the inside of the area is that this walled area has a number of ruined buildings in it, pretty much. And I'll start uh, showing a couple of them here. Some of the buildings are closed and cannot be seen through by the beetles. But uh, a good number of them can be... I'm doing my best to try to get I this. I see you've got a diagonal stuff. one to deal with. Yeah, there's a couple here that are going to be fun. Well, and by couple, I mean literally three. So you mean a few? There's a few. So a get circle around this one. Sarah, so there's, there's, one, there's one large building that seems to be mostly intact. And the door to it is closed. There is a smaller building right next to it, if I can reveal these correctly. That Wow, look at the skill. The craftsmanship. <laughs> also has a door on it. If I can click it. Oh man, now that's a chiseled reveal if I've ever seen one. Uh, that one messed up a little bit. I'm zoomed out a bit too much. So there's two buildings up there. Both have doors that are closed. The third one, uh, I guess I can actually just reveal the whole thing because it's it's doesn't have a roof, so the beetle could see over it. Um, that is the third one there. It seems to be some sort of stockpile that is around, more of like a, a brick barricade wall sort of a thing. Uh, yeah. That is what you learn from the town. You would also see, your beetle would let you know that that uh, visible just roaming around the open area is a troop of hobgoblins. That's uh, a massive hobgoblin. Uh, uh, that is a giant. No, it's a troop, guys. That is a giant hobgoblin. Yep, it is either a group of 30 or so hobgoblins or a single 30-foot-tall hobgoblin. Let me tell you... you uh, can't discern which. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. A single giant hobgoblin would probably be easier for this party to deal yep. with. The beetles right? just come back and they just give you the, the the they say hobgoblin thirty feet, and it's up to you to decide what that means. I decide what that means. Thirty foot hobgoblin or thirty feet worth of hobgoblin. <laughs> and Jason, how tall did you say these walls are? Uh, the walls appear to be fifteen to twenty feet. You can't see exactly from how far away you are, but they're decent. In terms of scalable scalability or breakability, what are they looking at? Breakability would be very difficult, probably. Uh, scalability, probably DC 20. Good. That's a DC 20 climb check. Uh, not oh. an acrobatics check, if that's what you were thinking. A no, much I, higher acrobatics check. I assume, <laughs> how, how, how high would it be to jump over said walls versus yeah. climb? <laughs> What's so, stupid is that some characters might have built crazily be better <laughs> to jump than climb so that is what you're looking at you can approach 
things as you wish. Okay. We, what do we think is the best course of action here? Would it be better to get in behind them rather than alert all of the the creatures down in the pit? Is this a path that leads down into the pit? There are two paths that lead down this into the pit more one? smoothly. Yeah. There's okay. a couple ladders as well, but those are the two big uh, paths that lead down. Okay. Uh, I'm not much for strategy. I, I don't really know. Uh, I don't relish the idea of having a bunch of Morlocks at my back while we're in the town, but... I've never heard of these uh, Morlock beasts. Is there any chance that they would uh, resist their captors should we free them, or, or what are what are Morlocks? Uh, you would you would know by the way Morlocks generally speaking Morlocks are chaotic evil medium monstrous humanoids yeah, they'd much likely eat you Gideon than be thankful so probably, they do probably speak under common probably not worth trying um, we'd probably have to kill them if we ran into them it'd probably come to violence I think we probably should try to infiltrate first and avoid the Morlocks if we can. You know, even if we can get in, there seems to be a bit of a choke point. So we might be able to hold them off if we can take care of what's inside first. I agree. If uh, so uh, acrobatic as you say, and they can get all around us, it uh, might, uh, might not go well. But us being trapped inside this wall might not be the best either. Well, we don't have to worry about that if it comes to it. I will trust your judgment. Alright, you guys lead the way. Okay. Well, we can't really stealth. I mean... Well, we could come from this side. And do what? Climb up over the wall? Yeah, how tall did you say it was? Uh, From your distance, it looks like it could be 15 feet, give or take. Could be 20, could be 10. That's not too bad. That's not too bad, and with a rope. Didn't we get a rope to climb? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, All right, we do. I like that strategy. Let's climb up in. I, uh, I don't okay. think that's going to be necessary, actually. If you all would just uh, take hold of my arm, I can get us inside. Oh, fly in. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, take my hand while we get us Okay, so I'm going to get, I'm going to say we get pretty close. Um, I would just have the beetle fly behind us. Jason. No, have the beetle have the beetle touch. Hold your us. hands. Okay. Hold our hands, Titan. <laughs> he um, hopped up on two legs using his new spell. Uh yep. <laughs> <laughs> My beetle beetle, I forgot about that. Uh, wait. My beetle like... beetle. <laughs> no, the beetle might have to fly. Dude, he's a, he's a, what, is it the beast morph or the, the yeah. beast wars? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say choking the troop on the bridge, by the way, is our best strategy. Funneling them in. I'm to... not good at Sounds grappling. super violent. I, say, I don't, <laughs> don't want to choke them. I mean, <laughs> it's so personal. Dude, he's a 30-foot hobgoblin. What do you want us to do? You know, every time I talk, I just sometimes wonder why. We do, too. We so. do, too. Yeah. I did that on. I, I knew yep. what I did. Yeah. 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 All right. So this isn't going to work out as well as I thought it was going to. Yeah, can we just use other people with you? Yeah. Should we should we just use the rope of climbing yeah. after all? Well, no, one person can, and I can get everybody else in. <gasps> Do you so, have what I think you have? Titan will have to fly. Well, yes. I think I can climb the best. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I'm going yeah. to dimension door. 
three of us in. Oh, baby! So you dimension three of you all the way into the building up north? No, that's why the, I got the close. The middle of the I, building? Ideally, no, I want to just, I just want to get us like fifteen feet on the other side. Okay. Dimension door, baby. I so, love it. Those individuals make it across. The beetle can fly across. Yep. And Hursk can try to climb across. Well, we have the rope to climb as well. I was going to say, did you guys yeah. put the rope of climbing somewhere for me? It's in the haversack. Yes. I will yeah. give it to you. <laughs> Actually, if you want to just take possession of it, I will take it off the inventory sheet. I mean, theoretically, right. one of us could hold the rope of climb because it has to attach to something. At 60 feet, we could have it snake up and over to him. Yeah, because it's it'll be 15, plenty. Feet. Yep. Yep. Okay. So with that, you, I think by default, can make that climb. Um, also, sorry, because this could come in handy, um, we have 13 potions of cure moderate wounds, so each of us will take four. Okay? Okay. Right Just now? In, yeah, before before any of this starts, we would have done this maybe even at... We got wands yeah. too, right? With the party funds, didn't we? I don't know, I didn't take you're, care of that. You're saying cure moderate well. wounds? Cure moderate wounds. How many? Four each? Yeah, because we have 13 total, so one will stay in the haversack, and then um, four Crazy. can go to the I didn't person. even think to look for one, but we could look for a wand of Cure Light Wounds when we come back. I did buy a wand for Jessup. Oh. Uh, okay. Which was... I, I think I might have given it to you. It was the wand of Feather Step. A wand of Feather Step I bought. Nope. Okay, well, there you I go. I don't even know what that is. It just makes it so you can move unimpeded in difficult terrain. So, situationally useful, but I figured it'd be nice to have one. Especially and we were looking for a Cure Light Wounds wand with our party fund, so Jason, if you want me to roll a d100 for that real quick to see if we have it. Well, I think I I didn't end up buying it with my money, but Jason had already rolled for it. Yeah, I thought somebody had rolled for a Cure Light Wounds wand. And we couldn't find one. No, we did. I just was going to buy it with my funds, and then I think Sarah had indicated that we were going to be using party funds for those types yeah. of items, so I did yep. not buy it myself, but Jason did roll for it for me. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. so we'll say that you have it then. Yeah, so mark okay. that off from the party funds and say that you have one. Yep. Makes sense. Well, and yeah, no, the... 50. That yeah. was Cure Serious Wounds, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feather step is situational, but if we ever go back into the Fangwood or come across difficult terrain, it can kind of mitigate that for us quite a bit. Yep. Even just being able to five foot step in difficult terrain is so. It's so darn good, so man. So annoying. Well, it's such a huge advantage being able to five foot step over somebody who can't. Um, it's insane. Well, normally they can five foot step and we can. It depends, but yeah. Okay. So you guys all make it to the other side of this uh, place. One second, though. I would need uh, a stealth no. check from oh. the two that crested the wall. <laughs> so a 16 for Hursk, and then I will need a stealth from the beetle. So that would probably just be a dexterity check. Fourteen. Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. This is better than yours. The beetle yeah. flies over the the wall, which you identify as you get close. It is ten feet exactly. So, as you get closer, okay. you can narrow down to ten feet. Um, Hursk 
climbs over the wall. You get to the top, you look out, you can see from your angle that troop over there, 30 or so, maybe a little more, give or take, of these heavily armored hobgoblins all looking around. But you feel like, given the distance, they did not hear the flapping of wings. Flapping of wings. Nor have they looked in your specific direction. I will say, I won't tell you what they rolled, but they have a plus 18 to their perception. But they're 120 feet away, so it's a minus 12. Wow. So so these walls, about how tall are we looking at? Do they provide cover if we run up to them? If you see a segment that clearly looks like a wall, like these L's, yeah, or this or one this... here, yeah. yes, those can provide cover. They're not like full walls or anything, but you can kind of think like war zone type walls. Yeah. So these so in, these could provide cover. Yes. In theory, if we wanted to move, just charting it out. Let me chart it out with uh, this. So assuming we uh, could kind of pedal like this, we could get about to there. Assuming decent stealth rolls before being obviously out in the open. Yes, yeah. You would have to make stealth rolls just for noise and all of that right. stuff. And there are gaps that they could see as you move. But you could go that route and uh, get fairly decently close before having pretty much no chance of hiding. Yeah, I say at least getting here and then maybe doing an initial opening volley. Let them come to us or choke them at the bridge. The only concern is we don't know what's here or what's in here. But what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, I think we know what's in here, right? Because it was open. Yeah, it was open. So it's just munitions. There's no enemies the in there. The beetle did not indicate that there was anything of note in there, no. So yeah, I do think then we can decide fight or just disruption and we can just burn this stuff and leave. But I think that going here for a fight is not a bad choice. Well, we don't know what's in the other area. This spot or this spot, yeah. And I'd rather I rather deal... we might want to try to sneak in to see what's what are they what's in there. Okay, so sneak to this intersection here and then let Hearst kind of mosey on ahead and see what supplies we've got. So that he would have to go and do a single stealth check to get sure. in. Well, you'd have to and roll then... stealth checks to get there first. But... Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, once we were to that point, it would be just one more for just Hearst. Yeah. So um, it's going to be, you move at half speed, right? If you're stealthing, yes, you move at half speed. Uh, so, and when we would have to start stealth checks as soon as we move. So I think it's going to be three stealth checks for Gideon and two for everyone else. I thought you said we were staying here. Oh, we could stay all the way here and just let him. Yeah, that's fine. That makes sense. I don't want him to get too far away, though. I mean, he's yeah. I my not a my boat. thought my thought was getting all the way at least up to here together. And then we can figure it out from there. So to get you there would take... Didn't you say yes. stealth sucks, though? Yeah, it's terrible. We're going to get spotted, but we might be able to rely on the cover to at least get to that far. It's up to you. I can get a plus six to my stealth check, though. I mean... Yeah. Two, two, stealth, two stealth checks gets Gideon to here and everyone else ahead of him. So I say we roll two stealth checks and see how it goes. I mean, Hersk, if you're comfortable with going alone, I just don't want you to feel like you have to yeah. go by I think yourself. Her, I think Hersk is okay with going to going up. I mean, we're only talking about what, like right here? Is that right? 
Yeah. He's Where basically he's basically assuming like getting up to there. Yeah, so and then for me maybe trying to get in here maybe. I don't know exactly what he was saying. Oh, I thought they were talking about going to these buildings. No, that getting one's... to that building would be almost impossible unless getting you're invisible. To... Getting to this yeah, we're, building we're is just going into this one first to see what's Oh, I getting see. to this That's one is okay. if yeah. you're quick, you could maybe slip in right before being spotted. But so just so everyone's on the same page, yeah. my idea or a plan is as a party, stealth up to this and hide behind the rubble, and then Hursk take one additional stealth check to check out this room, see what's in it, and then stealth back and let us know. And the other I option that Hursk, that far, but... the other option that Hursk uh, is considered is everybody staying back and only him making mm -hmm. those two that's, checks. That's the smarter yeah. one, I think. Yeah, let's give right. that. Let's give that a go. We'll yeah. give that a go. Go ahead and roll your first stealth check then, as you don't forget your up. plus six. Is... I, yeah, I will take I will take my um, aspect of uh, the centipede. lightning bug. Is it centipede? I don't is know. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, centipede exists. But I don't think that's the right one. No, I mean, lightning uh, bug would be the opposite. It is actually the know, phas spider, maybe phasmid. Phasmid. I don't know. Did I say that. Is. It's like a phasmid, cloud yeah. of small gnats is a phasmid. It's Low like a... light vision and stealth. Yeah. Yeah. Plus six. Phasmids. What kind are of order of insects? Is it an enhancement or? It is competence a... bonus to stealth. Competence bonus. Oh. Phasmids are stick bugs type creatures. Cool. Cool. Well, anyway, here's my first one. Yep. Ah! 33. Nice. Okay. Nice. And uh, I assume the beetle's not coming with you. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> the beetle's gonna hang out back there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Dude, it sounds like Hurst is, like, helping with a weed whacker. <laughs> so, you begin, you get close to this uh, rock wall here, and you begin to move your way up, and as soon as you get to where there would be a line of sight between these two walls, you dart across, and you hold up against, you hold up against this broken wall, and you kind of peer over it, doesn't look like they've noticed you so far. Alright, next check. Okay. Eh. eh, not terrible. They have a high bonus, though. Yeah, but they don't forget they do get mild penalties for distance, but... So, you, uh, you're, you're moving over here, correct? Yes. Okay. So, whoops, that is... 90 feet away, so it's a minus 9 penalty. Okay. Oh, you're going to love this. They saw me! They have a plus 18. Yep. Minus 9 penalty brings it down to a plus 9. They rolled a oh. natural 20 for a 29. <laughs> they can't get it because of the distance. And I, I, I saw the natural 20, I was like, oof. 38 with penalties, that's probably going to do it, but it is exactly 90 feet away. 90 feet. <laughs> and that's generous. I took the closest corner of their square 90 feet away. So you managed to get up to the door, and as of yet, they have not noticed you. Um, do you attempt to open the door? Yes. It is locked. Oh, no. Yeah, of course it is. You can either attempt to unlock it, or you can run back into cover. If you attempt to unlock it, you'll have to do disable device and then stealth. If you run oh. back to cover right now, uh, you should be okay. We still have the chime of opening. I'm sure that won't give us away. <laughs> I'm just ringing a bell over Ding. there. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Ding. The dinner bell. 
Yeah, that wasn't anything. I won't even worry about it, honestly. It's up to you. I don't know if I have any bonuses to disable device. Do you have cell. knowledge engineering? No. Okay. So you can't gauge how strong this lock is or not. Okay. Uh... And you said this is open to the air? Yeah, you could try to climb over the walls, but the walls are just like piled stone, so that might not be the stealthiest approach, but you could try okay. it. Hmm, what am I gonna do? Um, Whatever is the most harsh thing possible. Got six seconds. One. Oh, no. Oh, two. Um, three. Uh, he'll try the lock. Four. I mean, okay. I'm not trained to disable device, so can I still oh, try no. it? I think that's no. trained only, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's right, trained okay. only. So, so my you can't... only option would be to climb, but I don't love that, so. <laughs> you could try to climb the door. No. I suppose. No. Not the door, the wall. Oh, the wall, yeah. Yeah. No, he's uh, going to go back. Okay. You go back to cover. Do you try to rejoin the party? Yeah. Okay, roll another stealth check as you return. I don't think they can hit the 35 with the penalties. They could normally, but it was a good roll, but not with the penalties. You make it back. Okay. Ha. Uh, well, the door... I but uh, the door's locked, and uh, I'm not very good with a lock. Did it appear that it was actually a lock, or was it barricaded on the other side? It's a it's a padlock. A padlock. padlock. Yeah. Beetles don't know what padlocks are, so. But you know what that it. tells us? There's uh, nothing in there that can come out after us because if it's locked from the outside with a padlock, then we don't have to worry about what's in there right this second. Excellent That's observation, Husk. Well, it could be something in there. Could, could be, be something useful in there. I can fly up and over if you want me to. I just. If we're trying to get through this fast, I don't want to expend too many resources. Is the only thing. In my estimation, a fight how, is unavoidable. How high is the wall? You said the wall. This, this wall appears to be. Uh, one second. Let me just check. This wall appears to be. So stone wall appears to be ten feet. Yes. So can we just use the rope to climb and have somebody climb over? Here? Again, it's loose stone. You can oh, climb it, yeah. but it, it it would be difficult to do so stealthily. Right. That's why Hurst didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Kieran's going to cast fly and invisibility on himself, and he will fly up and over okay. the wall. Given that you just... are 120 feet away, I'll assume that they don't hear you. Okay. Because that's a minus 12 penalty, so plus six and, yeah. Okay, so do you want that fly distance. check? Uh, if you're going straight up, you'd have to make a fly check, yeah. If you're just kind of maneuverating normally, then you wouldn't. Oh uh, you will Natural also need to make a stealth check once you get within line of sight in the open air. Well, I'm She's, invisible. invisible. So. Oh, you're invisible? Then yeah, then yeah. you can hand wave it. Because you can yeah. circle around, I too. fly and invisibility. Assuming you don't um, collapse and fall into something. Yeah, so I... <laughs> You can't take 10 on fly, can you? No, but you don't have to go straight up. Um, you can, you can take 10 if you're not in battle. There's, yeah, I so if I, take 10 oh. on it. if I take 10, that's a 20. So I think that okay. would be enough to fly up and over. Nice. So are you just, are you like flying over the wall and then back down? Or are you going up and getting a bird's eye view? What are you doing here? Well, I would probably like hover for a few seconds or like move slowly so I don't have to roll a fly check. Um... Just to make sure there's nothing down in there, but if I don't see anything down in there, then I would land. Uh, yeah, so if you fly up 
slowly circle around hovering you're invisible you don't see any creatures in here you just see uh, i'll read off specifically what it says you see crates and barrels fill the entire southwestern edge of this kind of circular stone building i guess you could say um a clean acrid smell fills the area gunpowder okay can i like roll perception to see if there's anything that would be useful uh, from the air? Well, no, I, I'm landing. Okay, so you land down in there. Uh, roll me a perception. Roll me a stealth. Okay, so stealth is... If... Though, would that just be the plus 20 since I'm landing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so stealth... 32. Okay. Is that with um, your plus 20 in there? I imagine oh, yeah. it's with oh, the yeah. bonus. <laughs> And then my perception is a nat 20 for a 30. Okay. There you go. Nice roll, Sarah. So you can see, like I said, there are crates and barrels that fill the area. You kind of come up to one and you start to quietly lift some of the lids, look inside uh, those that are easily accessible. And you can see that uh, the area seems to be filled with uh, alchemist fire, sulfur deposits, supplies that would <clears throat> generally be a huge advantage to an army besieging a city. So like I said, any mm -hmm. sorts of explosives, sulfur, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, you find four other items of particular note. Do you have knowledge engineering? Nope. Okay. You don't know exactly what they are, but the visuals make you assume that they are noteworthy at the very least. I will make a handout. Oh, I know it's named that, so you'd know what it is. We can just ignore the name. It's a cannon! I promise I won't look. <laughs> I mean, eventually <laughs> you'll find out, so I will I will make this uh, handout available to you. You'll see what it's called, but that would have been fairly obvious from the picture anyways. So make it is in it all players and show it. That's terrifying. Oh, yeah. Excellent explosive. You That's see four of these large breaching charges that have been stored in this area. Really? With the nails and the bolts? I love awesome. it. That's a, that's a lovely image. They're really going all out on the art design for this item, and I, I appreciate it. It's very right, goblin-esque. They'll take care of all the rest of the stuff in there. So those were the four items that I saw that were of note. The rest Here is uh, mundane supplies that are okay. dangerous, but not as big as those. How many alchemist fire are we talking? Like, lots and lots and lots? A whole stockpile worth. Alright, Kieran's gonna put ten in the haversack. Okay, roll... It's gonna take a series of stealth checks. Um... Oh, if it's gonna take a lot of stealth checks, then I'm not gonna do that. Well, because presumably you're lifting an item... And, and putting it into it. a bag, <laughs> just I I won't. It's do up that, to you. You don't, gonna... any, you don't see any. You don't see anything in the loud. area. You don't see yeah. anything in the area. But you'll I'm be not clanking them together. Stuff. I'm not like grabbing them all yeah. and stuffing them. Guys, in the bag. that's what I found. Hey guys, I toss it over the wall yeah. to the no, others. I mean, no. like, like I said, it's I'm... up to you. You don't see anything in the area. You're out of sight of the troop. So as far as you know, you're fine. And as long as you don't make too much noise, they probably won't hear you. But it's you just up to what you want to do. Stealth bonus still from invisibility 
put them. No, just a twenty. Well, right. I guess it's moving. kind of a funny thing is you yourself gets a stealth bonus for picking up a bottle and putting it into a bag that's making the noise when you're clanking it. And you're already invisible and out of the line of sight from the things or creatures that could presumably observe you, unless there's another invisible creature in here that she couldn't he couldn't see. Listen, she's very he's very loud. You, you cast see invisibility, and there's like thirty creatures in here with you. <laughs> All bugged eyed looking at you. Right? But nope, no perception. Fireball. I I like the idea of just blowing it up and leaving now. <laughs> That's an option. I mean, yeah. I kind of I so Kieran had Hmm. Roll an intelligence check. Set the charges and run. I shall go well. It's a plus zero. Six. Anybody who wants to. Oh, oh, oh. I'm assuming Gideon. I'm assuming Gideon maybe just like mumbles this this passing thought. Yeah. Assuming we have Uh, knowledge. Intelligence, intelligence, not perception. Nope. Yeah, intelligence, mate. (laughs) Still a pretty fine, good roll, though. Okay. Uh, Jessup and Hursk, you would both know that it is definitely a, an option to just blow these up and run. However, if they were created by some sort of engineer, they could be recreated if they have 10 days left. So mm-hmm. there might be additional things here that you would probably want to kill so that they can't just make more. Well, um, I'm thinking we blow it up, but then we fight everything that's in here. Okay. That's my... Yeah, that's my... blow it up wait, and then they'll come, they'll come wait, running towards us. Wait, 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 wait. But what if... We keep these, kill them, then use these charges to blow up the other camps, like the siege equipment. That we're going all sabotage. Yeah, that, I would so, say that might. Kieran, that you might don't be... have knowledge engineering. I don't. Okay, you have no idea if that's a viable idea or not. But I have nobility. That's hey! <laughs> Woohoo! Kieran, you would know that in order to transport these, you'd need to ask somebody who knows more about them. So, like, maybe Jessup could roll a knowledge engineering to see, like, how volatile all these. Or you could, I would allow a craft alchemy as well. I'll just bring that. one back to him. I'll just completely pick it up. You know what? While I'm at it, I got two hands. I'll take two of them. Okay. She's take two drop of them. One. You want to do fly that? Fly them up and over. You want to do that? And just for good measure, I will, while I'm invisible and flying, I'm just going to take one and chuck it at the troop. Okay. <laughs> yep. Roll me a bunch of D100s. You know you're joking, but if you just take all of the alchemist fire and fly as an invisible right. creature above the troop and just rain fire, <laughs> what, are, what are they going to do? I'm pretty sure that's oh. probably a hostile action that would dispel my invisibility. That's, well, that's true. Not, not you're just you letting it go. Them. You're just letting go. That's not hostile. Yeah, that's just dropping something. Dropping yeah. an item is a free action. If an enemy happens to be underneath it, that's just consequence. I will that say, like, hostile, the book the book covers hostile. the book covers the possibility of taking them. It's just you don't know the checks that would be required. Man, I gotta say, the, the book covers a lot of things that I am surprised it covers sometimes. <laughs> I've got it highlighted in green right here. Yeah, like the number of contingency t- plans that they have for APs, even when they're pretty railroady, are just amazing to me. Like, oh yeah, if they try this often option that the PCs might consider, this is what happens. It's like, how did you write that ahead of time? How how did you plan for that? And it's like three or four options on one action that a lot of them have it. Kind of impressive. Okay, Kieran's going to fly back over and he will say to the others, uh, looks like there's a bunch of just mundane supplies in there, some alchemist fire. I didn't see anybody in there. Um, there are some very interesting contraptions I've never seen before. 
judging from the looks of them, it... I'm not sure. It's probably not great. They're probably used for destruction. You know, this is a munitions camp, so I'm sure that they they do some sort of explosions. Um, I'm not very familiar. I can't I can't tell exactly what what they would do or how you create them, but I'm thinking, you know, we're probably gonna have to end up fighting what's here. Uh, we may need to leave this for the end if it's locked. I don't think anything's gonna get in right away, but um, I think this needs to be destroyed before we leave. Well, assuming that uh, it's locked and there's stuff in there, there's probably some sort of engineer or alchemist or something like that here. I, I suspect maybe they're in the, the big uh, building over there. They probably have the key, I would guess. Probably. So what types of things do you say it was? Like, kind of like a, like a bomb? Yeah, more or less. Looked like it. There was four of them. Um, all identical. And then there's Alchemist Fire. Uh, these did have, looked to have some sort of, uh, I'm blanking on the term for a bomb. The little string part. Fuse? Fuse. 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 Yes. Yes. Kieran doesn't you say, say that. Just you, Sarah okay. says that. You, Sarah, is blanking on the term. I Whoa. thought Kieran didn't no, know. No, Kieran didn't really blank playing. on that. <laughs> um, yeah, they Quality all seem playing. to have some sort of rope fuse. Uh, so I'm assuming that you light it and, you know, either leave it somewhere or, you know, maybe toss it. Um, how big about did they look to be, Jason? They are... Like a foot big? So Or like grenades? They're roughly the size of like a barrel. Oh, so they're big, big. Either huge. Oh my gosh. Those they are, are not small. Okay. Yeah, so it looks like they probably can do a lot of damage... So if we want to destroy this, that those are probably the way to do it, and we probably want to be pretty far away when we do. Hmm. But for right now, I think we need to take care of what's inside here. Uh, you know, kind of killing two birds with one stone if we can take out more of the Legion in terms of their army, and then if we can hit their munition storage as well. Well, I got a crazy idea. If I can, uh, you know, try to take a look at these... Perhaps maybe we could use some of these against the Legion. Mm. Assuming that, uh, you know, it's safe to transport and, and stuff, I, I really probably need to take a look at it. We get a gauge, but if it's locked, we need the key. Then we need to find the key. We need to do some uh, Legion hunt. Yeah, I'm afraid it's going to come to a fight, which I think we all expected. Well, I know the last time we had to fight down one of these troops, it really kind of caught us off guard, can outnumber us. Uh, Kieran, if you could still kind of float over there, you'd probably rain some fire if you catch my drift. Well, this only lasts for eight minutes, and I think it's probably been just about that. It's been a number of minutes searching through everything, yeah. I'm sure it's only been six minutes. <laughs> I also didn't take any of that, just to be safe. I, I'm not good at spotting traps or anything, so I don't know if it would have I have been a couple uh, alchemist fires in my pocket if you want. Well, if we hurry, I might be able to get a couple off before okay. I go down. Okay, you go! Uh, Jessup will reach in and he can give Kieran his three alchemist fires. Okay. I'll take them. And then you can use your uh, fireball wand and stuff, so... Getsa! You guys ready to go kill a troop and some other goblins? Yeah, sounds great. Um, we're far enough away, I think, that Gideon will uh, 
go ahead and cast Bless before okay. you move in. And I want to cast Mera Image. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, I'm good for it. Yeah, we move in. I also, before the day started, cast Martyr's Last Blessing, like I always do. It's a rough mirror image. Yeah, three images. Okay, alright, let's do this. Plan is, Kieran's gonna fly over and drop some mirror or mirror images. <laughs> <laughs> drop Jesus some mirror like, images I'm, on these guys. I'm fine with that! Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess as long as Fly is still going, his invisibility would still be going, so um, I would still get that bonus to fly over there. Um, and then the others will charge up, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, try to lure them over, but. So yeah. remind me how these troops work. You can't do things that target us one creature. Correct. Yes, I can load up the I troop think you can't, again. You can't use a spell to target one, but I think you can attack one. Okay. Okay. So yeah, like it's not a swarm where you can't. Uh, like it's is... immune to magical or immune to physical damage. Not exactly what yeah, I, was I think it's just for. immune to magic effects that target a specific Yeah, so like magic one. missile won't yeah. work. Hold so a single troop occupies a 20 foot, 20 foot by 20 foot square equal to a gargantuan creature. Uh, it can move through any area large enough for its component creatures to move through. Um, uh, it's usually like a dozen to three dozen creatures. Troop trades. A troop is not subject to flanking. It is subject to critical hits and sneak attacks if the component creatures are subject to those. Mm -hmm. Reducing it to zero hit points causes it to break up uh, until that it works normally. Um, a troop is never staggered. Uh, a troop cannot be subject to bull rush, dirty trick, disarm, grab, uh, yeah. or drag, grapple, reposition, trip. Um, a troop can grapple an opponent. It is immune to any spell or effect that targets a specific number of creatures though it is affected by spells and effects that target an area uh, like a normal swarm would be, taking half again as much damage. Um, and it, it attacks um, everyone and deals automatic damage, right? Anything within its reach takes automatic damage, just like a swarm. So it's like a swarm, except it has reach. I guess I'm Wondering its interaction with compel hostility, could uh, would it be like an immediate action and Gideon takes all the damage, or would he roll for just one of the friends, like one of the allies, he could take their automatic damage to himself? Or I, mean, I just won't cast it, but I was just curious how that was. So work. the spell says whatever a creature. I don't think it would apply to this because this is not a creature; it is gotcha. a collective. So when somebody is hit, it's not like one person comes in. It's like five people are attacking all at once sort of a deal. I'm fine with that reading. It just also compel hostility would be any creature you could see. So I wasn't sure what that interaction would be and how like if the swarm is whatever. But yeah, I would say that, that it, it sounds close enough to targeting a specific number that I, I will say that it probably does not affect the. Yeah, that makes sense. Because if there's 30, you would be basically affecting one of them. Yes. Which would be negligible. The other 29 will still do it. Right. Which, which would be negligible. Though it wouldn't work. Okay. Makes sense. So, are you giving a round or two for Kieran to position and then all charging forward and rolling initiative? Or are you rolling yeah, initiative I'm right guessing... now? While Kieran's flying, I'll probably ask the guys if we want to split up because 
that thing really can gank us. If it can't move through here, then it's got to come this way. It can. It can go through It can this. move It'll through just... any area that its component creatures can move through. Okay. So, so we might but if we trap wanna... it there, will it be squeezing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a swarm. Yeah, we just want to make sure we're spread out this time. Yeah, I agree with that. Gideon would like to take this stand here, and then you guys can go kind of wherever you want. I can move into position into the swarm pretty easily if I cast Grace. Yeah. So, is it oh, tough I... to get across this, Jason? It's like, is it running water where it's difficult terrain or something? It is difficult terrain, but it's not like it's not like you're going to have okay. to make checks or anything. It's just a little bit slower to go through. So I just don't know if, like, maybe Jessup or Hurst, do you want to come over like here, try to pew pew? Sure. Which one? Yeah. I just—I was thinking somebody can just get over in this direction because if Gideon comes over here, sure, we're over here. We're separated enough that at least somebody's hopefully not getting destroyed with damage. Yeah, right. I'm fine with that, and I can tank yeah. the most. So, Gideon will wait a couple of rounds for them to get into position, and then after oh, yeah. that, I mean, we're it? gonna have to wait for the fire because we can't see him. The fire? Well, we don't know when he'll be in position because he's invisible. Right, 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 right. But you guys can still get into position. Well, we have to roll stealth checks to get up there, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Kieran's going to get to where he doesn't have a range penalty. So, like, there. Okay, how high up are you? So the walls are 10 feet. I'm going to say 20 feet. Okay. Um, 15 feet. No, 15 feet. Okay. Okay. Um, and then he's just going to assume the others will follow once he does this. And so he will throw an alchemist fire. Okay. Do we want to follow first or simultaneously or? Or is it? He's just smarter to just fireball. Probably fireball right now. If you Probably want. fireball. Okay. I'll do that instead. I will have yeah. the wand okay. of fireball out and we'll fireball. I mean, as soon as we fireball. see the fire, then, then I'm rushing, yep. so... With that, everybody roll initiative. Okay. Can... <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. So, Hursk gets a 15. Kieran gets a 24. Um, Jessup, Jessup gets, gets a, a 15. 15 and Hurst has um, a, a higher bonus. bonus. So Jessup will put you at a 14. And then Gideon gets a 7. Uh, and Gideon's modifier. Okay, so put him down to a 6. Okay. Good. Okay, let me just get some of this around. All right. So, uh, I'm going to rule that the surprise round is you flying over to get into position. So, we'll do first round of combat. You are first, you are in position, and you cast Fireball. Yeah, yep. Um, if I am casting Fireball, I think I'm going to be back... Just a little bit more. Okay. I don't like being near that door. I think 
actually, since I'm flying, I'll be flying over this water. There you go. Um, DC 16 reflex save okay. to take either 23 or 11. That is a 22 reflex save. Okay. 11 points of 11 damage. 11 plus 5, so 16 points of damage. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> okay. You cast out a fireball and you see that it singes at uh, a good majority of these creatures, but they are well armored and not much of their skin is exposed. And they are obviously still up because that would be anticlimactic <laughs> if they went down so quickly. <laughs> oh, with what? 16 points of yeah. damage. All right. So that is your turn. Moving on, we have Hursk. Okay. So Hursk will double move. Okay. Where are you going? my movement 30 is that right what is uh, dwarves are normally 20 unless you have something that makes you long have longer oh i have that spell but i didn't cast it so we'll just double move 40 feet to okay. right there. i was gonna cast but i'm slow and we'll have the beetle kind of do the same okay yep jessup you are next wait for me yeah So Jessup will move action 30 feet to there, and then he will ready an action to cast haste once Gideon gets within range so that he can hit Hurst, myself, and Gideon. That brings us to the Hobgoblin Phalanx troop. Yikes. So Gideon, you see this conglomeration of 20 or 30 hobgoblins all react to your fireball and they're all like looking out crazily trying to figure out where it came from and then one points up in your direction and they all turn to face you they all pull out bows of course they do and they are going to use an ability called volley a hobgoblin phalanx troop can fire a volley of arrows as a standard action the attack takes the form of up to four lines with a range of 100 feet. These lines can start at any corner of any square of the troop's space. Each creature in any of these lines takes some damage, uh, and a reflex save halves the damage. You are the Sorry, only target that they can see. Yeah, I was going to say, I got a wall. There's a wall. So they are going to fire four volleys of arrows at you. So I need four yes. reflex saves. That's me, Garrett. Wow. That's my bad save. Okay, so one natural 20 for 25. That'll succeed. Two natural one for a six. That'll fail. Three natural four for a nine. That'll fail. There's a fourth one. Oh. Four volleys. They don't have anybody else to target at the moment. And then an 18. Natural 13. That's another fail. So you are going to take... So the first one is going to be halved. I'll start rolling these in chat. So you take... Uh, four points of damage from the first one. Okay. You then take 15 points of damage. And I'm assuming you do this mirror image not help with that? Uh, it could go either way. Either it just hits all of the mirror images at once, which I feel probably isn't fair, or since it is essentially a saver sucks spell with quotations, it just bypasses them. I would treat it more like a fireball, where like your images aren't hit or anything. It's just a volley of arrows that, that hits you. 
So you take the 4 points of damage, the 15 points of damage, 14 more points of damage, and then 17 more points of damage. Kieran's so, not happy. Good thing uh, Kieran is bragging about that. As, as three dozen arrows fly in your direction, you take upwards of 30, 40 damage. That oh. is the troops' turn. Uh, it'll... Yeah, it'll step forward, why not? Um, that brings us to Gideon. Is this little bit in difficult terrain? Anything in the water is difficult terrain, yes. An argument could be made for this square. But definitely this that, one is difficult terrain. An argument could be made that it's not, you mean? Sure, yeah. Okay. I'll run there, just because as he runs by, he'll ask if they want him to peel left or right. Okay. I'll ask Jessup. Yes. One or the other. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd say uh, if he wants to go left, that's fine. Um, you had said spread out, and then both went the way Gideon was Well, gonna I was going to try to cast the uh, haste. Haste, right, so exactly. With haste, the, the difference is negligible. One way or the other is equal for me, even with the difficult terrain through the water. Well, it's just going to help with, like, Hursk being able to get an extra movement speed yep. for stuff, yep. so... Yep. No, so, I just meant that my... The option between the two is still... We can still split up if we want to. So I think you going right would be best. My only fear is if you go left and Hurst goes right, then potentially we're giving that um, thing cover. Whereas if you go right, you potentially are going to be drawing out more in the open. Okay. Less covered shots. All right, yeah. I'll take that. So I guess once you do your first movement, then my ready action would go off. Yep. Yep. So I. And will... I forgot to mention, Jason. I don't know if you care or not, but I would have pulled out the wand of extent, metamagic wand of extent, when I moved. Okay. So now we'll cast haste on the three of us. Ooh. Yay! I love haste. I do One too. Of my favorite. Big fan. Big fan of haste. Cast Shoot. it every fight. <laughs> Garen has never benefited from it. <laughs> that is not true. Nope, he's never had haste. I'm he's always sure. been ex- excluded. Didn't I give you haste when in, uh, when we were fighting on the ridges and you were flying up just ahead? I don't remember that. I think I did. Sounds like lies. But I think the thing is, is you don't really benefit from haste because you normally are flying. And you're normally casting spells, so you're using a standard action, so you're not really benefiting of multi-attacks anyway. Well, if I had haste, maybe I would multi-attack more. (laughs) Sarah, that was (laughs) passive-aggressive. Just just ask for haste if you want it. Can't sorcerers cast haste? Uh, They can, but I don't have that spell because you have it. I thought it was redundant. Ooh, that's a good quip right back, though. Yeah, but redundant, (laughs) but I never cast it on you. How is that redundant? So I can take it just for myself. Jessup runs up and he casts haste. Uh... Moves him in the initiative order just before Gideon. Gideon, you still yeah. have, or was that double move to get up there? That was a double move to okay, get up so there. Okay, so it's end Else, of your turn. If I was with range and range in when he casts haste, and technically I could get another ten feet, but I'm fine. Okay. Top of round two, we are back to Kieran. That hurt a lot, a lot, a lot. Um. Yeah, you suspect mirror image will be. Not as helpful as you might have. <laughs> like, I'm seeing that now. Um, 
Yeah, Kieran is going to... Uh... He is going to use another charge of fireball. So Tech. another reflex save. Another reflex save. Natural 19. Okay, so, so you will succeed. take 9 points of damage plus 4, 13 points of damage. Okay. 13 and points then Kieran's going to fly back here. Okay. And he is just like, he's been peppered with arrows, so as he's flying, like, he's he's just like pulling oops, pulling arrows like out of his arm and he'll land and kind of spit out blood and say alright this is going to be a bit trickier than we thought okay you moving on like us. They took players to the knees. we go to Hursk <laughs> Hursk does a whole lot of nothing cool what can cool. he even really do? Well, you can shoot him. Move, shoot, cry. I can shoot? Yeah, you can attack. You can attack the swarm. You just can't cast a spell. That Unlike a regular down. swarm, they are damaged by weapons. Yep, you oh. can hit them. You're basically taking out the troops when you're attacking. So you are targeting one troop. It, it messes with the action economy in weird ways, because like technically you're like shooting multiples of them with more arrows. But all you have to can I see around that corner, Jason, or no? Uh, it's gonna be tight no matter how you look at it because it's yeah. gonna be by the corner. Maybe you could get the corner of them depending on where that wall collapsed. So it's just definitely in DM call territory. Yeah, yeah, you could do it. Okay, and he'd benefit from partial cover or whatever, too. Yeah, cool, nice, good, good move. Way to interact with the terrain. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Let's see how it goes. See how it goes, yeah. I hope it's good for you. So you move up to the edge of that wall. Yep. Take a shot. Woo! Okay. Whoa. So you take uh, a shot at it. You get a 31 to hit. That will hit your target. Miss? (laughs) For 10 points of damage. Don't forget bless on there. I assume you have it, but that's a plus oh, one too. No, I did not have it. And haste also will give you a plus one if you don't have I that. I did have haste. I didn't have bless. Okay. I don't expend resources just for fun, Justin. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that is Hursk's turn. Moving on from Hursk, we have the Hobgoblin Phalanx. Did the crit hit? No, he, he just one attack because he moved. He just clicked oh, the double one. Dang it, dang it. Yeah, I just didn't You're turn right. off the second one. Yeah, that Sorry. hurts. <laughs> That's what depression feels like. Right. The troop is going to begin moving in your direction. No, don't kill me. Don't kill me, please. It's going to move there. And that will be its turn. Moving us to Jessup.
What you doing? Brian? Um, thinking, so I'm going to move. So that'll be 10. Is it 20? 30, 35, I believe? Uh, to get across, it would be 10, 20, 25, 35 to get to this space. To, to here, okay. So I'll move 35, because my speed... Let's figure, what's haste give you? Plus, plus, plus 30 up okay. to your up to double your normal. So if you have a 20-foot yeah, so, normal speed. Yep, Jessup will just move up to the wall here. Okay. One movement, second movement, he will inspire courage. Okay. So drop some inspire bombs. Oh. The troop is inspired. Hope not. <laughs> well done, Jessup. Yes! <laughs> I inspire all. Okay. And that's still plus two at this level, right? That hasn't scaled yet? Yes. I believe Don't make so. Me feel bad about myself. After Jessup, that brings us to Gideon. Um, I don't know how important this is, but I don't know when else I'm going to use it. I'm going to go ahead, um, run right up into the dead center of them all. I can't because of grids. So you've got forty foot normal movement. Yep, we're just going to be a double move. So um, you could. Yeah, you could get to the... We'll, we'll go to the back side of them. Well, okay. the way I'm... Can you see my the path I took? Does that work? Yep. Just know that it would provoke. Well, uh, I'm going to cast Grace. Okay. Till the end of your turn, your movement does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Okay. That's yep. a... What level spell? Second level. It's okay. a pretty big spell to expend for this, yep. but I thought it was thematic. So, swift action. You do not provoke as you run up. Okay. And get right into the thick of them. What is it? How do you move that far? Double moves. Haste. 40 foot movement. Times two. Gets me 80 to there. So double moving. Swift action. Yep. Yep. So just, I think you can can see my path, right? Yeah, I saw. Yeah. There's a number of different ways to get there, but yeah. Yeah. I just had to round this was the only thing I had to make sure I did. That brings us to the top of round three. Kieran, uh... Because Gideon is surrounded by so many hobgoblins, you don't know he's there, so a fireball is still a good idea. Okay. Um, Kieran is going to... So putting away the wand would be a move action? Unless you drop it, yes. Alright, I will put it away as a move action, and then as a standard action, I'm casting protection from arrows on myself. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's pretty good. Unfortunately, the troops say specifically... Unless otherwise stated, a troop's attacks are non-magical. So they will not get past your DR. Oh, that's unfortunate for you, not it's for me. It's unfortunate oh. for me, yes. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, I was okay, like, okay, wait okay. a minute. Are you, I was like, are you going to tell me it specifically says that it's, it does not affect, it's not affected by yeah. protection from arrows? No, you're gonna say like, <laughs> because it's a reflex thing. No, 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 you're good, you're good. All right, so I just put a counter bar on my character, Jason, so you can keep me cool. honest with my... Max, okay. So. I can't that's see it because I'm zoomed out so far, but cool. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, that'll turn. bring us to Hersk. Herskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskenderskendersken
Don't want to put on any stiff. I don't know, man. That sounds like a Hearst question. That is a Hearst question. <laughs> um, deadly aim. Rapid He's shot. doing all the things. Do you have precise shot? Yes. He has to in order to get some of those other feats. It's a prerequisite. Erskineal problem. That's another natural twenty, dude. Holy cow! Okay. So a seventeen will not strike your target. A twenty-four will only strike your target because it's a natural twenty, which always hits. Otherwise, it would not have hit your target. A thirteen does not confirm. I've got some questions. What are oh, your rapid, questions? Rapid shot brings your max down by three. By two. Two. Deadly so Aim brings your... it down by probably Deadly two aim. at this point. Yeah. And okay, and then with the two. two from Inspire Courage and the one from... Oh, I did not the... have Inspire Courage on. Sorry. Shoot. Just wasting spells here, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> and Bless. And Bless. Yeah. And Inspire I have Courage. I, didn't have, I have Bless on. I didn't have Inspire Courage on. Do you have on. haste? Because you only shot twice. I do have haste. Okay. So you so should shoot one more. Regardless yeah. of the plus two bonus yeah, that yeah. you're getting from Inspire Courage, it's the same result. The first misses, the second hits, but does not for? confirm. And the that's final so one is a natural one, which also misses. So, oh, The Inspire Courage would add to your damage on the, the one that you did hit, so that would do 12 damage rather than 10. Yeah. Um, okay. It is Sad. now the Phalanx's turn. Unless you wanted to five foot step oh, yeah, or something beetle. with the Titan. Yeah, Titan's gonna move. Okay. Uh, let's see. Go, beetle boy! Eh, he can get pretty. Well, I'll keep him out of range. Is that out of range? What's his range? 15? You don't know. I think it's only five feet. Well, they can shoot a lot. <laughs> oh, that's true. Alright, we're gonna put him right oh. there, though. Oh, but they don't provoke, do they? Okay. That's right. Do, I don't know. They probably don't. I, I, know, I think they specifically said they don't. That will bring it to the troop. The troop is going to move to be right here. Which will provoke. Will provoke from Gideon. And I can't try to stop them. That doesn't sound reasonable. Not to my knowledge. A 23 will miss. Yes, that crap one guy. All of them. <laughs> crap all of them. Bear hug! I, I was thinking, even with, like, because there's one, there's a feat that lets you stop, like, when a move, as a attack of opportunity, you can stop a character from moving, but right. I was like, even that one, I don't know. I don't know, about that one, yeah. I don't know if I would let my players get away with that. If you don't let it work on a swarm, I wouldn't let it work with a troop. Yeah. So... Creatures with the troop subtype don't make standard melee attacks. Instead, they deal automatic damage to any creature within reach or whose space they occupy at the end of their move. Blah, 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 blah. So, Gideon and Titan are within reach. Ten foot reach. Because these phalanx troops have spears. I don't like that. Those are times three. So both of you automatically take their spears damage. Right. So 3d6 plus damage. 5. At least means they can't crit. Gideon and True. Titan both take 17 points of damage. And these guys have a little thing called tripping spears. Oh. Hobgoblin phalanx troops are adept at using their spears to knock creatures off their feet. 
the troops troop attack gains the trip weapon quality so they will attempt to trip both of you my first roll will be against Gideon so this is against your CMD that is a 27 to trip you he falls Gideon trips Hursk not Hursk Titan that is a I doubt it that is a 19 against Titan's CMD rolled a really low number doesn't Titan yeah, get no. massive bonuses also for me? Yeah, he gets bonuses for Is he also, like, stuff. hovering above, above the ground with his little wings? No, that would be hard for <laughs> No, because then it would fall, wouldn't it? Because yeah. it just got hit. So. Well, if is, he's, like, an inch above the ground. That is the troop's turn. That brings us to Jessup. Uh, all right. Jessup will. Drop performance. But it'll linger. Jessup will move action. Put away the wand. Or okay. the metamatic rod. And the second move action, pull out his bow. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty much it. That will bring us to Gideon. I guess he will five foot step here in case they shoot to be out of line of sight. But one instance of divine touch. And that does not provoke because you're doing it on yourself as a swift action. Yep. Okay, so you heal up 10. Yep. This will provoke as he goes to stand up. Yes. And as per the troop rules, um, troops threaten all all creatures within their reach or within their area and resolve attacks of opportunity by dealing automatic troop damage to any foe who provokes. So you will automatically take 13 more points of damage. You're already on the ground, so the trip doesn't apply at this point. But it would be really funny. Up. You get stuck into a, <laughs> a trip wheels over there. Okay, so that makes sense, although it's sad. Um, five foot step and one attack. Okay. They cannot be flanked, but uh, yeah. You can still attack them. Ooh. They are subject to critical hits. Nice. Assuming that their normal ones are, and I believe their normal ones are subject to critical hits. So a 35 will hit. A 30 will also confirm. Nice. 24 points of damage. 24 Not bad, Gideon. points of damage. Not yeah, wow. bad nice. at all. Yeah. You knock one of them on the head and his head flies off. <laughs> Just the one, though. Cool. But the other ones took damage as well. The head, well, the head ping ponged around, and it hit a bunch of other people. Yeah, that's that's the the curse of the enduring bloom. The blood just splatters on yep. everyone and deals damage. Okay, top of the round of the fourth round, we have Kieran again. <sighs> okay, Kieran will fly upwards at an angle. Okay, to be, I don't know, fifteen feet in the air. I don't know. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to do my... Are you ascending at greater than 45 degree angle? No, he specifically pulled out his protractor. (laughs) No, compass protractor. He's like, all right, if I I go up... uh, Yep, he he measured it. That was a swift action, by the way. Um, He will breathe lightning upon them. Okay. (laughs) In such a way that they take much damage. Okay. 
That'll be a reflex save from Zan. Just roll, just roll, (laughs) sir. Hey, that's a good roll. It's a DC 18 reflex save for either 37, nope, 35 electricity or 17 electricity. Or, no, 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 no. 25 electricity. They roll a 19 on their will save. On the will save, their reflex save. Don't will, roll will. Will save would have been higher. This isn't a matter of will. Reflex is their worst save, so re- will okay. would have been better. They rolled a 19. Okay. So they take uh, half 25. of 37 is... No, no, no. It's 35, because I have Inspire Courage. So it's 35 damage. Half, oh, 30, half is 35, 17, so... and then add half would be 25. 25. Okay. Don't they take more damage if they have metal on? Or something like that? What's no, that is Shock and Grasp. Yeah, that's for the attack roll on Shocking Grasp. Yep. Okay. Uh, So you said how much total damage? 25. Is that right? Yes. Is it? Okay. Because when, yeah, 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 because it's 17, because you round down earlier in the map. I had divided by two and then times by 1.5. Yep. That's not. Yep. Yep. I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand. Always round down. So they take that damage, and you see at this point only like maybe a fifth of them are still standing and in fighting order. That's not so many. Hersk, it is your turn. Hersk, 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 Hersk. That sounds like a Herskinal problem. So we'll probably start with. That's pretty good there. That's pretty good. A Herskinal problem. Um, we'll start with Titan. Okay. He's gonna have bite him. Okay. Bite him. Bite him good. Nom 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 nom. Did that work? There we go. Whew, no, okay. hot no. That. There we go. Did not did not work though. A sixteen work, though. and a fourteen will miss your yeah. targets. Thank you for playing, Hurst or uh, Titan. We'll see you next oh, time. Hursk is gonna take some shots. One okay. second, because he's now within point blank range. Yes, he is. He will. Yeah. I find that very funny because he's in point blank range of some of them, but not in point blank range of others. <laughs> of all of them. Well, to be fair, hitting Gideon, they are in range of some of now, them. Now, before we get into all the drama, you've got Inspire Courage, Haste, Bless, and Point Blank on there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the 22 will miss your target. The 25 will exactly hit your target for 14 Yikes. points of damage. Wow. Yikes is right. Okay. That's not a gimme at You're all. Still up. No. You do have one more haste attack. Oh yeah. Sorry, I always forget that one. Let's see if it'll hit. Will it hit? Uh, On tonight's episode, will it hit? Thirty-one the will hit your target. Is yes. Another seventeen points of damage. Okay. Nice. Max damage there. Is that on both dice? On one dice. That's it. That's max damage. At this point. If it were, like, they progressively lost members, then you'd be down to, like, one or two of them left. But that's not one, how two. it works. So, <laughs> uh, they, they they all look extremely beat up at this point. And it is their turn. They're going to five-foot step here. I don't know. They're in difficult terrain now. Yeah, except they cover such a wide area. <laughs> I I know. I just so they are going to attack. Uh, Kieran said that he is 15 feet up, which would put him out of their 10-foot reach, or no? Which 
wood. Which wood? Okay. Because there's t there's ten feet between them, in yes. theory. Yep. If you're putting it on a grid. So, that would mean they do automatic damage to Hursk, because they can, from this corner, hit around yep. there just fine. Titan and Gideon. So we will do... All of you will take the same amount. We'll just do one attack. So all three of you take 11 points of damage. Okay. My attempt to trip Gideon. That is a... 35 to beat your CMD. You're just like... Is that fun for you? And against Titan, this time it is a 28 against his CMD. Yeah. Okay. And against Hursk, oof, that is a 21 against your CMD, Hursk. No. Okay. So Gideon and Titan are both tripped, but Hursk remains on his feet. That is their turn. We bring us to Jessup. All right. Jessup's performance is lingering this last round. Mm -hmm. He will five-foot step and full-round pew-pews. Okay. Pew -pews. Roll your attacks. can certainly thread it there. Um, perfect uh, line of sight. I'm... Yep, he's got plenty of, plenty of yep. options he can attack. Plenty of baddies that he can take care of. <laughs> the one guy left. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm also within point blank, kind of, sort of. Sure. Yeah, technically. Sure. I would say if Jason can count reach from here for that, you can count okay. point blank. So, so action arcane strike, tools. point blank. That's not even yeah. a ruling. Uh, I am cool. firing into melee. <laughs> I didn't say it was wrong. I was just saying by yeah. equal reasoning. So Jessup will take his three shots. Okay. 14 will miss. 9 will wow. miss. 20 uh -huh. will unfortunately Bloody. miss. Buddy, 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 buddy. That was oof, 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 oof. oof. You fire off three arrows. Solid nat three, nat three, and nine. So yep. you fire off three Needing. arrows, and they bounce off of the armor on these uh, these heavily armored soldiers. Yeah, and about fifteen to do damage. I just can't do it. Yep. Okay. Huh. Guess I'll just uh, take three arrows off my inventory. Yep. We'll do that. That brings us to Gideon. You are on the ground. Nearly they dead. deny me an, they deny me another full round attack and haste I like again this. I like this troop this is a good troop uh again they do so uh, that said I will stand up we're gonna save my swift action for the end depending on how much damage or how this all shakes out I don't want to use it if I don't have to so he's gonna stand up which will provoke and deal automatic yep. damage you will deal yep. you will take 15 more points of damage as you go to stand up uh, that is quite the hefty tax, sir, dare I say. Oof. 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 Don't like that. Brings me down pretty big. Amount. Five foot step in. Cannot flank because yep. It's dumb reasons. But you can. And then you can try to crit him again. Try to crit him again and that'll do it. <sighs> no. A 19 will miss your target. Um. Yeah. Let's not gamble. I mean, fun as it is. We'll go ahead and smite. <laughs> um. Did you uh, take the damage? It doesn't look like you did. Yeah, I did. Hmm. There we go. Now it looks like you did. Uh, I must have not clicked off of it yet. Yeah. 
I've got it because I have it running on a calculator yep. and on my character sheet. Cause yeah, I, I just want to make roll. sure. Yep. I appreciate you keeping me honest. And it's yeah, just we're going to. You're a filthy liar. It's okay. I, I know what he thinks of me. Are you healing yourself or are you done? Oh, huh? Gonna do it? He's doing it. Okay, so that heals you the exact amount that you just took. 15 points of healing from your divine touch. And that's your turn? Yes, let me okay. just mark divine touch so I That'll bring I us to it. Kieran. And y'all should keep me on. Okay, Kieran is going to fly back, fly over here. Okay. Still staying 15 feet. Um, okay. Yeah, he's also like trying to make sure that he's not too high up so that people outside of the wall would see him necessarily. Yep. Um, and then he will lightning bolt straight through. Gideon. So lightning bolt is a DC 17 so reflex. 19 on the reflex save. Okay. So that's going to be 25 again. Uh, because half two. I took out oh, you took Inspire out. Courage for okay. these, so this should just be a so nice straight So 25 bolt. more points of damage will disperse. You fire that lightning bolt through, and it electrocutes and arcs through a couple of their metal armor. Those of them that are not just instantly uh, charred just disperse and fall unconscious as they are inevitably going to be shot down. So the troop falls. Quit the uh, combat there. Yes, I. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I will not falter. I believe that went well. <laughs> Maybe for you it did. I got hit by like at least fifteen arrows. That was not fun. Uh, come here, uh, Kieran. I I can do my best to heal you. As much oh, as I, can. I I don't know if we need to worry about that just yet. I can take a potion or something. I'm Do you going uh, to want use... one of these potions back? No, I've got four of them. I'll, I'll deal with what I've got for right now. What? Um, okay, so I will use a cure mod for 2d8 plus 3 and get 10. Nice. Man, that was a really bad roll. I'll go ahead and use one. I used two instances of the wand to no effect. I mean, there was and... an effect. I was like, to no effect? Do you have... Spell resistance? It had an effect. It was just you didn't Little. like what the effect was. Are you undead? Was. Yeah, I did not like what happened. Um, and I guess... I don't know if I should use a potion or not. It seems like kind of a... Gideon's got enough combat healing through spells that he'll, he'll go ahead and use a potion. That's fine. Reduce okay. his count by one. And it's going to be three... 2d8 plus three. Karen, if you want to come over here, I can uh, help you out a little bit. If you want, but don't use it too much. It's not that bad. Nope. So he will expend a use of his cure matter wound spell. Okay. Oh, I thought you were using the wand. Ah, you already said it. No takes you backsies. You go to touch him and he's like, no! I haven't used any level <laughs> flies away. Yet, so. <laughs> Just some grapples. He's shot down by <laughs> another troop outside the wall. Ooh, that was oh. a cure. Yeah, that'll Holy do. moly. That was a good one. Two sevens. Yeah. I was like, wait, is sevens. that... Because I rolled ten on two... Or I rolled a two and a five on 2d8. Yeah. 
that's one more instance of a wand. So just tracking the time and yep. all that. That'd be one, okay. two, three. Well, Kieran, uh, that kind of kind of worked. Four. Sorta. I'm sorry that you got shot. I guess I didn't realize that they had arrows and bows. Well, you know, normally my spells work against that, but the, for the some reason, this one I just had to be dodgy, and I'm not really good at dodging, so I I just got peppered with them. Well, I think but, you dodged the first one very valiantly, but then the other ones just kind of yeah. Yeah, I got too confident. You know, I was pretty impressed with that, and then you know I didn't realize there was 50 other arrows coming, and so where I dodged was where the arrows were, and I just yeah, it it, it didn't feel great. But I feel much better now. Thank you very much. No problem. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, we need to maybe keep it down a little bit and see if we can push through. Uh, just a look over. Does it look like that there's any disturbance with the doors over here? Yep. So Gideon, he rolled a perception check as you guys were talking. Uh, Gideon, you do not hear anything inside that small building, but you do see that the door is locked with a padlock. Okay. At least I assume uh, yes. this is also a padlock. Uh, yes, Jessup, it appears as though there is a uh, another padlock. Perhaps if we can find the chain of keys, it will unlock all the doors. Well, I guess we have to check every single one of these bodies. Maybe they've got, got <laughs> yeah, the keys on that's, them. That's, that's uh, obvious. <laughs> so I guess we'll go into the big building, because, you know, that's where the big baddie with the key would be. Of course. Yep, let's keep moving. Uh, try to get through this as quickly as we can. Yep. I'm going to say my fly spell is gone. Haste uh, with depends ex- on how quickly you go there. Yeah, haste with extend might even still. If be you guys up. go over here immediately, then your minutes spells will still be active. Uh, the haste would have been for eighteen rounds. That combat went five rounds. Would have probably taken you two or three five rounds. rounds of, five rounds of healing, one round for the check, so six then, rounds total. And then to move over there, seven rounds total. So you you could get to the door with like six rounds of haste remaining. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Guess uh, breach and clear. Well, our, is our plan just to open the door? It's up to you. I think uh, so. I don't know of any other way to get through it. Um. So I guess as we're moving over there, Karen will, you know, forego a move action and try to cast open close on the door before they get there, so that we don't have to use an action to open the door. Oh, nice. Okay. Gideon will ready an attack. To, if something's there. Uh, before we go in, Hurst's gonna cast Cure Mod on uh, Titan. Okay. Titan. He, he could have done that during the allotted heal time yeah. earlier. Yeah. Go ahead and roll yep. that and you can heal him up there. So yeah, as you guys start oh. getting close to this, you see that a canvas tarp acts as the roof of this burned out stone church. And as Kieran goes around the corner, casts open close on the door, opens these wide uh, cathedral doors or church doors and you guys step into line of sight I will reveal things in the room that you see sounds like a typical DM kind of thing to do sounds like incorporeal are in there yeah I don't know why I just have the feeling they're incorporeal so you see inside of this building the doors open. As soon as the doors open, you guys get close. You can actually hear there's quite a bit of noise coming in there. inside of this building. You hear bubbling beakers that crowd the tables and large sacks of powder, black, yellow, red, white, all kinds of different powder that are in crates and, and sacks around the sides of this uh, building. You hear some clanging of, of metal on metal and the air 
as you get close is heavy with the smell of alcohol and rotten eggs. And as soon as you get within line of sight, so basically where you guys are standing so you can see inside, you see a couple of creatures inside. You see two that look like this that are working at desks at either side. They appear to be hobgoblins, similar to the ones that are in the pit that you that the beetles talk to you about. But then you see two other creatures that are much larger and much more strange. Ooh. Oh, no! Whoa! Whoa! Blow that up! Oh, oh it's like a... That's, that's like cool. Numerian technology. Yeah, that's like... I mean, it's like a mix of trees and like wood and machine and golem and I love this. This That's is a construct is, of sorts. I imagine. Yeah, this is great. He's and got a giant syringe for a hand, and then yeah, little you, syringes on his other fingers. Yeah, oh, I, hope I hate have, it. I hope you don't have phobia of needles. <laughs> I hate it yeah. so much. There's going to be so much poison damage. Tetanus oh. shots. Yay. As as soon as the door is open, you hear the voices inside saying, "What was that?" And then Gideon gets within line of sight, and immediately both of them raise their hands to point at him, and and they both give the order. Attack! We're under attack! And I need everybody to roll initiative. Initiative! How did they know we're here to attack? <laughs> Gideon's, Gideon's, Gideon's armor blind them? Actually, the yes. If you could be so kind, Jason. Um, assuming that it is bright day, and assuming this creature is affected by it, I'm going to need him to roll me a will save. Um, isn't it within 30 feet? Yes, the first one is. The creature. Oh, the, the creature. I, yeah, I don't know if it's affected by it or not, but it is. Uh, let me look at something to see. Yeah. It relies on sight, so it might not matter. I hate when they give two different types of creatures. Okay, so this one's from Serpent Skull, so not that one. Okay. That tells me everything I need to know. Does it? Yes. So okay. we'll make one of them red. One of them blue, one of these guys will be red, and one of these guys will be blue. That sounds like that popular song that was going around. Like popular song? Well, it was a TikTok trend where people were singing how they could be different colors. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what you're talking about? I'm not up on trends, apparently. Okay, so I rolled initiative here. That is some amazingly terrible initiative rolls. Are you talking about ours or yours? Oh, I forgot mine. to roll mine. Okay. I forgot to roll mine. Because <laughs> so, ours are not spectacular. Karen's is a 24. Hursk is a 12. Uh, Jessup is a 16. And Gideon is a 15. Well, I won't need any rolls roll-offs. But we did. We have a 16, 15, 14. Oh, we missed a 13. Dang it. What's Titan's? Titans is the same as uh, Hursk's. I know. <laughs> okay. Combat begins. The first round of combat. We have Kieran. You hear something within this tarp-covered church yell, we're under attack. What do you do? I will say your mirror images are still up. Your fly would still be up because it's only been like less than a minute or so. So you still have mm -hmm. those. Okay. I'm going to delay. Okay. Brings us to Jessup. Oh, I was wondering if you could blow up the hobgoblins. We love pictures, Jace. What was that? Oh. 
Oh, I thought you meant literally blow them up. I was like, we didn't get the stuff no, to blow no. them up. <laughs> I was just curious to see what they look like. Okay. So they got crossbows. Maybe. Uh, so Jessup will... So he'll run to the other side of the door to get out of sight, but he'll just kind of like run through while looking to see what he can notice in there for monster lure checks. And I guess he will attempt to roll a monster lure check on this Mr. Needlefingers. Okay. That will be a Knowledge Arcana. Doki. Got to be golems or constructs, I mean. Ugh. I may know their name. Okay, we will see. Jerry Needlefingers. <laughs> Jerry Needlefingers. That's pretty good. Okay. That, that so deserves it's 16. attention. <laughs> you have no idea what this is. No idea what the heck that is, but it's got middle fingers. I think the blue nice. one's name is Jerry. <laughs> the other one's Ben. Anyway, it's Fire Courage. Okay. You move up, move action, inspire courage. Uh, you do your knowledge check. You're not able to identify exactly what these creatures are. That brings us to Gideon. I don't know what these things are either, man. This is terrifying. I'm sure they don't have any special abilities, and you could probably one-shot them if I were to guess. I'm going to charge. <laughs> charge! Okay. That will provoke, as these creatures have reached. They flat-footed? These creatures yes. are flat-footed. <laughs> cool. Uh, cool. Put that out all over. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing saying that they can't be. Uh, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad we so, came to an agreement. There. You, uh, <laughs> you're good. Isn't that oh. what improved on Candy Dodge? Yeah. 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 Okay. So with that, um, they only have Les, slightly better on Candy Dodge. Less should still be up. Inspire courage. I just got Mildly charge better. and haste. Yes, charge and haste mistaken. and inspire courage. Yep. Um, let's see how this goes. Ooh. A 32. Nice. 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 Strong opening. Will strike your target. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to say? No? <laughs> I would run away. <laughs> We're in the wrong spot. I hold the line. Down. Screw this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, 15. Damage, though. Nice. Your mace collides with the side of this creature that you Can don't I break know all the vials is. so you can't poke me? You go you go to hit it and your hammer you do dent it, but for the most part you bounce all the way off. You do dent it a little bit though. Uh enough to infer it's got some bludgeoning maybe bludgeoning DR. Um, well, an arcana check would probably tell us that. Yeah, bludgeoning or piercing DR, maybe. It's got something. Okay, can I roll a knowledge local to determine DR? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to discern the type of metal, Jason. He's going to roll profession metallurgy. Yes. Oh, uh, you that, can't. I, says who? This is me. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> um, but you do charge up, and you do a little bit of damage to this creature. Um... I'm going to go after Gideon, just by the way. Okay. History and religion are going to be worthless for me. It's strictly Archon, I imagine. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. On these guys, these are just regular Hobbs? 
These are the, those are regular hobgoblins. You could roll a knowledge local on them, but you know everything about general hobgoblins. I'm not worried about it. Okay. Uh, Kieran wants to go next, so I will mm-hmm. drop him down to a. F- I'll make him a 15. I'll make Gideon a 16, and Jessica 17. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to cast shield. Cool. On myself. Nice. Uh, where's my buff? Okay, I've got shield up. I'm going to move. Oh, uh, I made a blunder. Ugh. By charging? Uh, it's debatable that I should have gone for the ranged guy. What an idiot. So I will move to be there. <laughs> I mean, then... I, don't, I don't know about that debatable. <laughs> it, it certainly would have been more optimal, but, but not that much more optimal. Okay, so you I move into a, the room. Yes. I rolled a 24 on Knowledge Arcana to okay. identify these weirdos. That will identify them, and you will get one piece of information on top of what that. do the pokers do what do the pokers do or does it and... have dr for sure either of those this creature or whatever you want oh, hey, man, you play your character be... sarah i'm this sorry is, this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be interesting you identify these as creatures known as alchemical golems they are golems. they are neutral sure. large constructs a rickety construction of glass tubing metal and wood convey the brain and two eyes afloat in this creature's glass skull. Uh, This golem is a walking alchemical nightmare, capable of inflicting all manner of painful wounds on its foes. Its ability to follow orders is granted by the otherwise mindless humanoid brain that floats in its dome-like head, while its animating force is a curious combination of alchemy and elemental spirits bound into the fluids and the metals of its body. You get one question. Okay. Well, first off, he says that to everybody verbatim. Um, <laughs> yep. In six seconds, just like an au- auctioneer. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, and then I see. So yeah, I kind of want to know Dr, but I also want to know. I'm gonna go for it. What's the what's the spell interaction that they have as golems? Okay. Alchemical golems are immune to magic. Uh, so. An alchemical golem is immune to spells or spellic abilities that allow spell resistance, save for spells with the sonic descriptor. Shatter damages an alchemical golem as if it were a crystalline creature. And that is it. Okay. Feeling it would be shatter. Okay. All right. He will say as much specifically directing to Jessup and say, Jessup, your spells might be really good against these things. Um, but and he doesn't say which spell. Yeah, it doesn't. No. Oh, I say sonic spell. Oh. <laughs> You're shouting spells. <laughs> That brings us to the Red Golem. Come at me, Golem. The Red Golem is going to throw out of the side. It kind of detaches a vial from its leg, and it's going to throw a bomb. I love these things, man. These are some cool baddies. Definitely very unique, for sure. Yeah. So, for as a standard sure. action, an alchemical golem can throw a bomb as a ranged touch attack to a distance oh, of 60 like... feet, no range increment. If the attack misses, treat it as a thrown splash weapon. Anyone like struck nothing. by it takes damage. All creatures adjacent to the location where the bomb hits take some other damage. So, who is he throwing towards? Because with my calculations, he can make it quite... Oops. He can make it to... 
either of us and splash damage behind us. He is going to throw it at the first creature that walked into the room, which is Gideon. So this is going to be a touch attack. Yep. It will hit, by the way. Does a 21 hit your touch AC? Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's it's, all of these are going to hit for sure. Okay. So you take... 46? 34 points of acid damage. Way more D6s than I was guessing. Holy cow. Yep. 34 points of acid damage from this creature. Good good thing I have acid reduction. You do? I don't know about that. Yeah. (laughs) Just passively acid resist. The other golem takes six points of acid damage because every creature adjacent takes some others. Uh, and They're I don't... not immune to their own damage? Uh, it doesn't say anything about having resistances to uh, energies. Very interesting. That I'm seeing I mean, here. not all out. Al- most alchemists are. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I would have thought whoever created these would kind of add that as a thing. <laughs> Maybe not. Best resistant armor. No, not immediately seeing anything, so yeah. I'm going to assume that it takes some damage as well. It's not a whole lot, but Maybe it heals it. I'll deal 34 damage to take 6 any day of the week. That is the red golem's turn. He'll maybe move up to here. But other than that, that is its turn. Brings us to this guy over here. What is he going to do? Give up, surrender. Say sorry. Okay. Apologize? He is going to... (laughs) Uh, is he going to do it as well? Yeah, he's going to do it. He's going to throw some bombs at Kieran. Oh. Where he is. What's that? That's rude. The blue one is doing that? No, this is the this guy. Oh, he has bombs too. Yep, he's going to step up here. And he's going to throw shot. two bombs at Kieran. Oh, man. Lots of that. Oh, man. So the first bomb is a 19 against touch. Yep. Okay, and how many images do you have? Three. Four. Roll a d4. Okay, so I will roll a d4. A one will hit you. Four. One of your images goes by... Do you have to roll blur concealment on an image? Blur concealment? Yeah. You have concealment? Because I have have blur up. Didn't I cast blur? Uh, you cast shield. No, sorry, I didn't. Blur. I didn't cast blur. I thought about it. I okay. did not end up casting that. I cast so um, you need to roll D8 to D8. see where it lands. I'm assuming yes. one is this square, just for Correct. all the Going board. clockwise, starting from there. I rolled a two, so it lands here. Quick rules interaction for those of you who don't know. Splash weapons, bombs, and the like. When you miss, you roll a D8 to determine which square around that person it actually landed. And then it deals to, uh, damage to people yes. one square away. And bombs, uh, their splash damage is their minimum damage. Yep, So both bad. of you take six points of fire damage. And there's a reflex save? There is a reflex save for yep. it, yes. For a half. Go ahead and roll a reflex save. Ooh, is my 10 going to do it? <laughs> Kieran, you fail, so you take six. Gideon, you actually succeed. And so this is what kind of damage? Fire damage. Fire. I can't remember if it does half or negates all with a reflex. Uh, it only negates if you have the um, evasion. I I can't remember if bombs were unique in that property. Um, 
It's specified under the alchemist ability, if I remember. Yeah, I well, it might speci- specify there, or I can look under the throne splash weapon. I mean, these are alchemist okay. clash class. So if you if you see it in the alchemist class, then that would be correct. Um. Okay. Um. Let me yeah, it might this. be better to look in the alchemist class actually. Because half if the damage. reflex save... Those caught in the splash damage can attempt a reflex save for half damage. The DC of the save is equal to 10 plus half the alchemist okay. level plus yep. the alchemist intelligence mod. So you take half. You take three points of fire damage. Yep. All right. That is going to be its turn. Hursk, you are up. You have line of sight on almost everybody in the room. However, most of them have... So the two red ones will have soft cover because you're firing through your allies. If you move up a little bit, you can get a line of sight on blue without any issue. Don't forget you have Inspire Courage and Haste. Mm -hmm. And Bless still, I think. Yep, Inspire Courage, Bless, Haste, and yep, uh, all those. What you doing? Is he AFK? No, he moved. No, he moved Are you himself. Muted? Oh, is he muted? Can you, not, can you guys not hear me? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. You're back now. Oh, weird. Okay, yeah. No, I was talking the whole time. Okay, oh. I put all that stuff on. Um, yeah, I'm gonna shoot at blue. Okay, full attack against blue. Go ahead and roll your attacks. So this Point is against shot, the... rapid shot, deadly aim, inspire courage, bless, haste. Okay. So fun yep. fact. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, oh, I added that damage to the wrong one. Okay. I was going to say, blue took more damage than Gideon dealt, but the, the damage should have been on both, so let me give the HP back to red and take it from blue. <laughs> okay. Continue. A natural 1, 13 oh, will miss gosh. your target. A 24 will hit your target. And a second nice. 24 will also hit your target. Your first arrow rebounds to no effect. Your second arrow does appear to slash at one of the tubes at this creature and deal some damage. Alright, and then we're gonna move the beetle. Still hasted, so you've got your movement. Oh, does the beetle benefit from haste? No, I don't No? Why not? Wait, I have it programmed, so he must. Oh, maybe I'm yeah. thinking of Good Hope. Never yeah, mind. Haste is not mind-affecting, so it should right. still... I was thinking of Good Hope. Yeah. Oh, excellent. So he gets some extra movement. Yeah, so he should have 40-foot movement, yeah. so he can get in there. Yeah. Get in there. Next he will to... provoke. Oh. What? Oh, because uh, having to get in there. Okay, yeah. You, you will provoke going through its 10-foot reach, yes. So. Yeah, how, how, how much movement does he have, Justin? 40. Yeah. So if you still want to do that, but that's fine. I will roll Yeah, attack. go ahead against the beetle so a slam this alchemical golem goes to slam at the beetle that is a bad roll but it's still a 28 to hit no sir it's a very bad roll you cannot crack the beetle that's not true if you're calling it a bad roll and it was 28 well it was it was single digits so oh my gosh so you get there it misses its attack of opportunity Take a bite. Nom 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 nom. 
A 32 will hit your target. 14, some of that goes through, it looks like. You dent, uh, tighten dents one of the legs as it begins to bite and gnaw at it. Okay. That is Hursk's turn. That will bring us to the blue alchemical golem. Okay. It is going to take a full attack. Um... It's going to split it up. It's going to do one attack against Gideon. The second attack will be against uh, Titan. It's got two slams. The okay. blue alchemical goal and the one right in front of you. It was doing a slam. Yes. It's actually going to five foot step back, and then it's going to do that. Okay. So first attack against Gideon. That's a 31 to hit. Yeah. And then the attack against Hursk. And by Hursk, I mean Titan. Yep. That is a... 32. Yes. Yes, 32. Okay. okay. So, Gideon, you will take rubbish damage. You will take 12 points of bludgeoning damage. And when an alchemical golem strikes a foe, the attack has an additional random effect. You will have to roll me a fortitude save. Yikes. Um. 24. As this creature goes to slam at you, some of the uh, glass uh, kind of cracks a little bit, and the liquid begins to pour onto your face somewhat, and some of it gets into your mouth and it's in your eyes, but you are able to resist any sickening effect. Yikes. The attack against Hursk deal, and by Hursk I mean Titan, deals much better damage. No. That is 20 points of damage. Whew. And against uh, Titan, we'll do the same effect. Go ahead and roll me a fortitude save. Okay. Uh, Fortitude save. And how much was the damage? 20? 20 even. Whoa. Fortitudinous beetle. Yeah, with a 24, uh, he resists the effect of this liquid that sprays onto him, and he's good. It is now... The blue bombardier's turn. Who is going to throw some bombs? Bombs over Baghdad. He's going to throw two bombs at Titan, because that's the only one that he has a good line of sight on. What do I get to act? Rude. Sorry. You are the second in the round. They haven't gone yet. Yeah, this is this guy's first turn. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So he's going to throw two bombs at the Titan. These are against Touch. Oh, that might actually miss. Eh, his Touch is pretty low. Yeah, this this was a natural two. Um, It's only a 14 against Touch. Nope. Okay, Okay. so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I rolled a seven. Where does that go? Right here in between uh, Gideon. So it hits everyone. So the golem as well as Titan and Gideon both take all take six points of damage. So blue takes six points of damage. Reduce it by three if you roll oh, high that's enough. Right. He gets a reflex save. The alchemical golem has oh wow wow they have a good reflex save. But Free information. It. So <laughs> still six points of damage. Uh, you succeed, Gideon. So you take three. Um, Titan he can make a reflex save to make that three instead of six points of damage. Okay. Um, 
He failed, so full six. Yep. All right, I already took it out, so we're good. And then his second bomb. They're doing fire damage. <laughs> I could have been putting point blank shot on and I forgot. Uh, this is fire damage, yes. So the second one, also against touch. Better roll. This is an 18 against touch. Yes, that hits. Okay. okay. So Titan, this is going to be a little bit more damage now. So Gideon, you'll have to roll me a reflex. Wow. Okay, so that kind of evened out there. Titan takes 15 points of fire damage. Gideon, you take three. Top of round two, we come to Jessup. Things Holy have gone down. Jeez. Uh, so Jessup will drop performance, but it's Schillinger. Jessup will move back here. And then Jessup will cast a spell. Okay. 45 feet. So I should be in range for ear piercing scream. Okay. So yeah, it rolls a fortitude save. And it's targetable by that. Uh, yeah. Should be, as far as I can tell. It's immune to any spell except for spells with the sonic descriptor, which so this just, has. It is. Yep, so it just needs the descriptor. Yep, it rolled an 18 for its oh. fortitude save. Wait, fortitude save. Yes. Sorry, that is so a 13. Will... Oh, nice. Be... So it uh, fails. Yeah, I rolled its reflex, not its, its fortitude. Oh, its fortitude is beautiful. much worse. So it rolled a 13. Oh, nice. And so it's it will take full damage and dazed for one round. Okay. So it uh, takes for two caster levels. What level are we again? Oh, yeah. Nine. nine. So 48. Okay. 46. 46. Full, roll, yeah, roll your 4d6 damage. <laughs> no, I get 40. Was, I get extra bonus that was, damage. That Kieran. was sneaky. I liked that. Okay, oh. 10 points of damage. Oh. Spell so straight. And it is dazed. The dazed part is going to matter a whole lot more. Yeah, yeah it, that will make a difference because a dazed target uh, is unable to act normally. It takes no actions but has no penalty to AC. So for one round, it is dazed. You get a free pass, yeah. Yay! Let me just make sure that there's nothing in the construct traits that will negate that. That was horrible damage, though. Um... They have no constitution. Let me see. Oh gosh, don't bookmark the page. Dazed. Uh, they're immune to all mind affecting disease death effects. Uh, da, 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 da. Not a subject ability damage. Immune to any effect that requires a fortitude save unless it also works on objects. Um, I don't know if. That applies no, here or not. Because it the target is one creature. Right. So the damage would still go through, but I don't know if it's actually dazed. I don't know if it actually I, is dazed. I don't know because um the dazed spell is mind affecting and well, this is they're a, immune yeah, this is a to mind affecting. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like yeah. daze cause daze. I would say okay. the saving throw for this spell does not say object. So Correct. the damage obviously goes through. I'm totally cool with that, but I do not think it is dazed. Yeah. Doesn't it have a mind? It doesn't have a brain? It does. It has a brain. <laughs> yep, but it still uh, has the construct traits. Yeah. So a brain for motor function. Yeah, I think it's, it's mindless, though. 
functionally, yes. Soulless. It, has, it has an intelligence of nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. Still deals so, 10 points of damage, though. Now it is your turn, Gideon. Okay. Um, five foot step back uh, in front of Kirin. Um, swift action for that nice healing 3d6. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good old six points of damage. Yeah, classic. You love it. Um, move action. We will uh, inv- uh, invoke an invocation of um, resistance against fire. All allies within 30 feet will have six resistance against fire. Okay. Oh. That'll at least negate the splash damage. Yep, yeah. it'll, at least, it'll at least negate the splash damage and the way I countered it, I think they're throwing more bombs even though the acid is more splash damage. Um, that said, I cannot chance anything else, so we're going to go ahead and as much as it bites, we're going to cure serious wounds. Okay. I think it might actually be four points of resistance because isn't it based on your Dura level? Not your yes. overall yes. level. It'll be four. four. Okay. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. So four points resistance. Still pretty good. Um, well, no, it increases by two for every three. So it starts at two, goes up by two, goes up by two. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yep. So it's six. Yep. And right. it doesn't affect me is the downside. But with 24 and then six was the other amount that I healed. Okay, I'm still fighting. Okay. All right. Whew. That brings us to Kieran. Okay. Kieran is going to put a hand on Gideon's shoulder and give him. I uh, don't know which one of these is better. What you get? Um, I will give you resist energy fire, and it's going to be 20. So you have resist energy fire for 20, and then I will move to be here and draw my glaive while I move. Nice. Good turn. Good turn. Some efficient turns, these guys. Very nice. That brings us to the red alchemical golem. He is going to... Yeah. We're well spaced out. He's gonna... He's gonna throw another bomb. I know. I was trying to decide between fire and acid. It bits against two. That's the question. Jessup. Yeah, he's going to throw another bomb. Throw it to Jessup. Jessup. <laughs> Jessup. He I think is... he's got three or four valid targets, depending on how you feel like ruling things. I think three for sure. Four is a maybe. I'm going to roll and... a, a, a die, a d6, between uh, Gideon and uh, Kieran. Gideon. Gideon was his prior target. Kieran is the closest. I'll take odds. Okay. I rolled a five. Gideon it is. Gideon, you will take... It's just easier to roll all these in the chat because there's a lot of die. What am I doing here? 
Yes. Go, go ahead and roll your touch attack. No, I just assumed that I hit. Um, <laughs> I missed out a one. Mean, oh, out one. You might get a one. Uh, 22. Okay, it was close. Okay. Why would you? Why would you? No. I don't know. I, I, my flat footed is 26, but I don't have any touch, dude. It was just single you, digits. I needed you a nat one, buddy. I needed it to be a nat one. Okay. You take 26 points of acid oh. damage. That's, that's manageable. Okay. Ugh. Let's see. I, that I hate combats cool. like this, though, because I feel like I'm not doing anything helpful except for just being an absolute HP sponge. That's not doing damage back, though. Red Terrible. is going to back up, and he is going to drink a thing. Probably a mutagen. I ain't telling you. I don't even know. Probably a mutagen, though. Um... Yeah, that is his turn. Oh, Josh, Brings we're paused on stream, by the way. To Hearst. Oh, that's good to know. Sorry, uh, everyone. Hmm. Boop, 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 move around. Yeah, so... <laughs> Titan's gonna run away. Okay. He don't feel very good. <laughs> he will withdraw from combat. <laughs> uh, and then Hearst is gonna keep firing at Blue. Okay. You can do it. The the golem blue? Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. A fourteen will more. miss your target, a seventeen will miss your target, a twenty-nine will hit your target, twelve points of damage. You do slightly scratch it a little bit. Sort of. I don't like the way you talk about that. Oh, it's got some nasty DR, I'm sure. You scratched yeah. it a little bit. Okay, that is your turn. Yep. That brings us to blue. He's going to five-foot step up and one attack against Kieran, one attack against Gideon. Which one first? Or does it not we'll matter? Do Kieran first. Um, he'll start with... We'll see, if I hit Kieran... I'll move over, but if I miss, I'll just keep going. Yeah. Uh, well, he's yeah. He'll probably still hit. Probably still hit. Oh yeah, that's that's totally. Uh, twenty-seven. Yes. Roll a D three. Okay, so I'll roll a D three. A one hits you. Three. Yay! So it'll take its second attack at you since it didn't hit. Okay. Uh, yeah, that'll hit 28. Yep. Let's roll 1d2. Yeah! <laughs> you always get miles out of that. Oh, goodness. So your mirror images are gone, but you have expended its turn. Fine by me. The blue one down here will drink a thing. Ow. Top of the round, we have Jessup. Uh, Jessup's performance will linger for the second round. Things are looking kind of rough. I don't know what you were talking about. This is going swimmingly. Gotta modify this one guy's stats, because he took a thing. 
and it didn't work right. Good question. Yeah. Do their bombs count as ranged weapons? Yeah. So, like, protection from arrows ranged weapons? Yes. Yes. But are they magic? But they're yes. dealing energy damage. They're not dealing physical damage, so DR wouldn't apply. Okay. Jessup will five foot step up and he will cast Good Hope and we are all within 30 feet of each other. Oh, nice. Um, good Hope. And the performance is still lingering this last round. So that doesn't stack with Bless, but it's just better. Yes. You're darn right it is. Yep. Okay. So you cast that. Okay. Come on, guys. We can do it. Although, apparently, I have it programmed right, and it's still adding it on top. So I'll just be aware of that and maybe uncheck bless. I just don't check bless because I don't think there's any reason to. Yeah. I think the... Oh, yeah, because Bless gives you a bonus to fear effects, but this one just gives you a straight plus two bonus on save throws, period. Yeah. So. Okay. That brings us to Gideon again. You've hit this thing a couple times. It's honestly still looks pretty good. Heal yourself for 10 points of damage. Okay. It's like your fifth one or something like that. Fourth, I believe. I have three left. Okay. Um, What's the plan? That bites. You know these things hit hard very hard yeah you've only run out built. barricade the door set up the charges around all four corners it's watch and burn it's watch and burn I like this that's what Brandon would do Jessup's a little different but... um sorry it's just this is a rough spot to be in yeah, you, it's a it's a bad situation. Your attacks um, aren't seeming to do a whole lot against these things. Like not not really at all, or without having an informed decision about chipping, that. Chipping, chipping, but yeah. really not doing a lot. Like it's dented and scratched, but nothing has been. Like it's taken more damage from its allies' attacks almost. Ooh. Perhaps if you kill the dude mind control on it, it'll just fall down. That's what happens in games. Kill the mind control. Go for the hopcom. Go for the... I don't know about Good Hope is. I have good hope that you're gonna defeat the master control in him his mind. I don't know about that, but I feel like Jason smirking, I'm right. Serious choices need to be made. We're going to risk it. Okay, what are you going to do? Maneuver. Can I maneuver? Yeah, I can. 
to there with 40 feet of movement? Um, probably, but you're going to provoke to do it. I'm going to cast Grace again. Oh, I already used the swift action. Ah, shoot. That's not going to work. Okay. Sorry about that. Yep. You could get to the red one, though, couldn't you, without provoking? Uh, no. Because I'm within 20 feet right now. Or within 10 feet of his reach. Um, who cares? We've got everything we're ever going to have for us. So let's see how we do. You know that the three in the back have not yet been hit. So, it's up to you. Five foot step in. Full round attack. Okay. Fighting defensively. Okay. Minus four to your attacks for a plus two to your AC. All of those will miss. 20, 12, 14, all of them will miss your targets. Yeah. Kieran, it is your turn. Oh, boy. Um, Kieran will... Trying to decide if it's better to try to take out the golems or the bombardiers. You could yes. fireball and hit everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Right here. They it, they wouldn't hurt them at all. Why? Because fireball is um, subject right. to spell resistance. But these two. <laughs> um, he will. He will attack the blue guy. Okay. And see what happens. So, they said I have my glaive out. Yep. So, I'm going to... Just so you're aware, you can five-foot step in the middle of a full round action. Right, that's what I'm wondering. Um, So, I think I will do one swing with my glaive, and then free action, I will grow my claws... And then I can do secondary attacks at a minus five. Mm-hmm. If you five foot step in. So if you have an iterative, you could do glaive, glaive. I five. don't have an iterative. Okay. So you can do glaive, five foot step in, and then you could do claw, claw, bite. But all three of those would be at a minus five. Okay. Or you can step right. in and just do claw, claw, bite without taking minus fives on them. But you don't get a glaive attack. I can't do claw, claw because I have my glaive in a hand, right? You'd have to, yes, you'd have to drop it to get both claws. Yeah, that's not happening. Um, so I will. I Did will leave. Five foot step, bite claw. Glaive is a two handed weapon. Yes. It is. Okay, so glaive attack will be a 19. Uh, Natural yeah. four. That, that is your garbage. That would have right. been some decent damage, but. So the bite is going to be minus five. 
23. A 23 will exactly hit your target. All right, so that's five footsteps. So that's 17 bite, biting damage. Okay. Bludgeoning, piercing, slashing, and then one a claw. A little bit of that goes through. Claws better at a 31 minus 5, 26. So that is 11 biting. You. No. Bludgeoning, slashing. You do almost nothing, but you do something with the claw. Do you have um, Spire Courage, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I have all yeah. that on there. That's a DR 10, then, basically. Um, and then, as a free action, he's going to say, I think we need to rethink this and get out of here. Regroup. Things aren't going well. And that's his turn. Okay. It is the Red Golem's turn. The Red Golem was attacking Gideon. It is now unable to do so. Um... It is going to move up and take an attack at Kirin. It does too much damage to risk hitting its own guy. So it's going to be one slam against Kirin. These guys are absolute trucks. Yikes. Uh, that's that. I don't know what your AC with all your buffs is. 24. That's my AC. Hold a natural 5. You take... Where the heck is my... There it is. Ouch. Okay, that evened out. Uh, 17 points of bludgeoning damage. And this one, I will have it do... an additional 3 points of acid damage with that attack. Next up, it is the Red Bombardier. He is going to pull out a vial and drink it. And let's move there. That'll be his turn. It's hard to put buffs in this. Uh, Hursk, it is your turn. Um. Hmm. Hursk is going to shoot at Red. Hobgoblin, not. Not. Gobble. or Gollum. Okay. Um, the only thing is you might get cover because of me. Yeah, Kieran yeah. is in your way. Is there cover for blue? Oh, no, you can fire at blue, fine. Oh, yeah, I'd rather fire at blue than with no cover. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. What am I going to do? Let me change some stuff. Hang on. I'm... Herska Derska Okay. And your hasted attack still. Yep, you just saw the hasted attack. Ah yes, 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 yes. Ooh. The I twenty-five really will hit your target. The twenty will miss because of the mutagen. And the thirty will hit but not confirm. And we've got all your buffs in there. The mutagen yeah. they took boosted their AC just more than it needed to be. 
Because Good Hope will give it plus two. Inspire Courage is still up, and Haste so should be plus five total. So that does it great. work if I use immediate action Gallant Inspiration to help his crit confirmation roll? Yes. What is Gallant Inspiration? So. This word of arcane-empowered inspiration often ensures success. Uh, cast a spell when a creature fails an attack roll or skill check. A critical confirmation is an attack roll. Yep. So, yes. So, you will then... Justin be able to roll an additional 2d4. And that'll give you a competence bonus. But... It'll be 2d4 minus 2 of that, because you're already getting a competence from my Inspire Courage. No. Yes? Is Inspire Courage competence? I don't think so. I believe it so. Is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So yes. So 2d4 2D minus 4. 2. Oh, come on! Oh, lordy. Oh my gosh. You it's, oh, man. It's AC with the mutagen. It's 22. It's 22. I knew it. Nuts. You needed I mean, it still hits, but... anything higher than that to confirm. Oh, man. So it takes 11, followed by 16 for 27 points of damage. Okay. That bites. That was a good use of a spell. Two of your arrows do strike true on this creature as it snarls out at you in a, a weird sort of frenzy because of how mutagen works, lowering its uh, mental stat. <laughs> That is Hursk's turn. Uh, unless you want to do something with Titan, he can run in there. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay. It is the blue golem's turn. It's going to continue its previous course of action. It's going to start attacking Kieran. If it hits, it'll attack the other guy. Try to spread things out. If it misses, it'll keep going. Uh, 26. Yep. You take... I didn't even look at what that was. Okay. Seventeen points of damage, and roll me a fortitude save. Oh, you no. are sickened for. Jace, you're getting a little deep dried. You were sickened for not... four rounds. It's only for you, not for me. Its second slam attack will Wait, be what's... against Gideon. Okay. Same roll. Gideon, that is a 26 to hit. No. Oh, it misses. I forgot your AC was that high. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. That brings us to Blue Guy's turn. He's going to step forward. He did not drink the thing. Ah, I don't like it. He'll drink the thing. That'll be his turn. He drinks the thing. Uh, that brings us to the top of round four. We have Jessup. Uh, Jessup will... Move action, restart up Inspired Courage. Okay. Uh, not sure what more we can do here, gentlemen. 
I mean, fortitude save. That is a 16. So, so half damage. Half damage. So seven points of damage to the blue golem. Okay. And then you will, I guess, five foot step back one. Okay. Gideon, it is your turn. Face to face with this golem. Delay. Delay. Okay. That brings us to Kieran. You are within reach of both of the golems. Um, Kieran is going to full withdraw, which will still provoke once. Yes, it will. That is a 32. Yup. You take 17 points of damage. That must be the average. Okay, so there's a full withdraw in your stopping there. Uh, five, oh yeah, 10, I guess it does. 15, 20, 25, that's 25 feet. You are, you are not hasty. Right. So you can go another 35 feet if you want. Um, I will get to be right here. Okay. Actually, no. I'm going to be right there. Okay. Gideon will go. Okay. Gideon will jump in. Um, even full withdraw won't matter. Um... Yeah, a full withdraw you will still provoke... Uh, you could cast your spell. But he did use one of his attacks opportunities, unless he has combat reflexes. Yeah, it's up to you. If you want to risk it. I am going to risk it. I'm going to move there Okay. as a move action. It does not attack you. And close... Can I get both doors? Or just one? You can only get the one from where you're standing. Okay. I'll get just the one then. Close the door. And it'll Fire, tell room. Hirsch to get the other. Okay. After Gideon, we have the red alchemical golem. It is going to move here, and it's going to throw a bomb at Hirsch. Yep. yep. Great, it misses, bud. Like, what's the play here? Like, they're not going to chase us. <laughs> okay, so this is going to be against Touch AC, Hursk. Uh, that's a... 33 against Touch. <laughs> yeah. Did I do the math right? Yeah, that's... Yeah. Okay. Hursk, you will take... 
25 points of acid damage. Oh my Gideon gosh. and Jessup, both of you will take one point of acid damage, even if you reflex... Well, I guess if you reflex save, they'll reduce it to one, which... I mean, to half, which basically goes away. So yeah, both of you can roll a reflex save. Actually, I... this one this one might be different. It says all creatures adjacent to the location where the bomb hits takes 1d6 points of damage of the same type. It does not give a reflex save, so I actually don't That's think cool. you get it one. It works like an alchemist fire then, and it just does automatic damage. Yeah, it does not give me a, it does not give me any DC or anything like that. So I think both of you just take one. So not a big deal. Just one point of acid damage to both uh, Gideon and uh, Jessup. Uh, what was your invocation against? Did you have to choose the energy type? Did you choose fire? I chose fire. Okay. So yeah, all that goes both through. Of us, both of us made the wrong choice. Well, these guys were throwing fire. These guys fire. were throwing acid, yeah. so it was a... The acid was the big one. The fire was the smaller. But there were more fires. They were, they were throwing more, but then, yeah. they started, then they started buffing. and. Yeah. Well, I assumed also that we would be in melee with these guys, and then they would be peppering us with bombs, so I, I kind of assumed... The problem is the problem is that these guys have a spellcraft of plus thirteen, so they know what you're casting. Yeah. Uh, I well, I guess they saw the at least the spell resistance, and they would see the invocation. I assume. Invocation, I wasn't including, but the resist energy spell that went off, they saw. I uh, see. Okay, that is Red's Golem's turn. Red, other guy, is going to run up with his now enhanced movement. And because he had to move, he'll only get the one attack off, but he's gonna throw a bomb at Hursk as well. Uh, this is gonna be a 19 against touch. Yep. Okay, Hursk, you will take Twenty points of fire damage, so that is reduced by six because of invocation. So that is fourteen points of fire damage to you. Uh, everybody in the splash radius takes nothing because minimum damage is negated by the invocation's energy resistance against fire. So that is its turn. Hursk, it is now your turn. This door is closed. This door is not. Guess I'll close the door. <laughs> okay, you close the door. They don't have door opening technology. Um, <laughs> Kieran just stands there and keeps spamming open, close. Which way do the doors go? Uh, so it is church doors. Those usually open outward. Outward. Yeah. Which I is think. our one advantage because I can stay holding the door. <laughs> you can, can try. You yeah, against Gollum? Dude, yeah, he, those things... <laughs> he can try. He can Dude, try. they're gonna Kool-Aid man those things Let's just right say now. their was... strength is higher than some of your hit points are right now. Here. That's not good. Um, and then I guess... Here, is the strength of 76? <laughs> I'm assuming it'll be an opposed strength roll. 
Hurst will move back here, and so will <laughs> Titan, okay. I guess. That brings us to the blue alchemical golem. It's going to step up to the door. And kick it open. This one is <laughs> going to step over here, and you can hear shouting from inside as the as the bombardier gives a direction to blue, which it will follow on its consecutive turn. Actually, it gives a direction to both of them, pretty much. But Top of round five, we have Jessup. Jessup will drop performance, and I guess he will take leave. I, I, what do we got to do? Are we getting out of here? Okay. Are you delaying for a response, or is there something else you want to do? No, he's going to move. What round of combat is this? This is the fifth round. Okay, so we still have haste. So he will move... Looks like about 50 feet. Right? Or no, 60? 50. Okay. And then he will use a standard action to pull out a potion from his backpack. Okay. Kieran, it is your turn. Um, I bet you she's like, I could dimension door two of them. Well, yeah, but now I'm trying to figure out how the others are on their own. Um, between everybody, can I get a sense of who looks worse than others? I'm not going to bother. I'll just wing it. Um, you know that Jessup really hasn't been hit by anything. You just saw Hursk take a little bit of bomb damage. You did see Titan run away, which is not a good indication. And you yeah. were you were present for all of the attacks that went against you and Gideon, so you can kind of infer. Okay. Um, he is going to run 30 feet. Howard! And he will say to Hursk, he'll say, Hursk, I can only take you or the beetle. Which one? I'll be back for the other, but I can't take you right now. And then he will hold a dimension door for when Gideon gets within touch. Do you tell Gideon to get within touch? Yes. Gideon, if you can come up here, I can get us out of here. Gideon, it is your turn. I've got no clever way to bar this door. And I can think of. Now, given the size of those creatures, you don't know if the door hinges will last. Yeah. You can use your weapon to put it into the uh, door handles to jar it. Yeah, use, use the... But then you have to sacrifice your weapon to do so. Move action... Potion of Cure Moderate. So move action, pull it out, move action, drink it? What are you doing? Move action, pull it out. Okay. And then move action, get in front of them. Okay. Okay, so my ready to action is going to go off, and if Hursk doesn't say anything, then I'm going to make a choice. It's going to be the beetle. It's going to be the beetle. You said the beetle? Yeah, the beetle. Okay, alright. Then Karen is going to take... Titan and Gideon and Dimension Door back 
here, the corner of the map where we first entered. Titan resists. <laughs> yeah, spell resist. Okay. You can get there at this level. Oh, oh yeah. I have 720 feet. Oh, that's so. far. That's far, dude. Super easy. Okay. Okay, so Gideon's ready to action goes off. We get to the other guys here. You don't know exactly what's going on, but this happens. This happens, and you see the door of the cathedral burst open. It flies off. One of the hinges kind of breaks, and it kind of tilts sideways off the edge as this golem just slams right into the door. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! yeah. (laughs) And from within, you see one of these guys run out. Actually... Yeah, so he moved back there ready to action, so he can only he can only move. He can't actually attack, but he will move out to here. And you can see that he's readying a bomb to throw at your direction. Hersk, it is your turn. Run away! Okay. You are hasted. So you can move eighty feet. Alright, so I can get like here, I think. Yep. Uh, the only other option you have is you could do a full run. Okay. Like going straight down to here. Uh, yeah, get, I'd rather prefer that, yeah. You could get... So you have to go in a straight line when you run, but you could go all the way down there. Like that? Let's yeah. do that. Okay. So you sprint down across the courtyard at your hasted speed. Who loves unnatural sprinters? As you do, <laughs> this golem smashes open the other door. Oh god, they're coming! And this one <laughs> runs out and will throw a bomb at Jessup. Say 27 against touch. It deals. Are you just assuming that that's yeah. gonna beat my AC? How dare you! <laughs> okay. Are you a monk? <laughs> I didn't even pull up my character sheet yet to tell you what it is. You said, what, 27 against touch? Yes. Oh, I got a 15 that gets me. I didn't roll Yahtzee, but I rolled close. That is going to be 24 points of fire damage. You are not within range of invocation, so you take all of that. How much was it, 24? 24. And it is your turn. Oh, that tickled the bumpkiss! You have the same option Hursk does. You can sprint, or you can double move. Uh, so this should be the last round of haste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you sprint, you could get all the way down there, probably. Move over to here. Double move. Okay. Um, double move, yes. Okay. Kieran, it's your turn. You're outside the wall. Kieran doesn't know what's happening inside, so rather than Dimension Door back in, he's going to cast Fly. You still have Fly. In. Yeah. Oh, I do? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I, I assume you cast Fly along the same time as Mirror Image. It's only been like a No, round. I cast Fly oh, before cast. I inspected Oh, you never recasted inside. it? Oh, okay. Mm-mm. No. Okay. So I will recast it now. What's the duration of Fly? Minutes, Minutes per level. Per level. So recast fly, and then I'm going to 
move. I have 60 feet, but it's what 10 feet to get up. You have to you have to go up 10 feet at least, but if you go at an angle, you could go and get like. Would you say like? I I want to get enough of a vantage point to see where they're at. I would say if you go 40 feet here, you could get okay. like 20 or so feet up. That'd be more than enough to see where they are above the shattered building. Okay. All right, and then he will yell out to them. He'll say. Get to me! Quick! Okay. Gideon, you got anything? Um, he'll drink that potion. Okay. The red golem's turn. The red bombardier's turn. It can only move that far as a double move. But it, still. it can't attack. And oh my gosh, it's right on my biscuits. Herskit is your turn. <laughs> it's right on my biscuits. I don't have haste anymore, right? Right. Uh, you have, it is you have haste the until the beginning of Jessup's turn. Yeah, just okay. get to Jessup. Jessup? <laughs> yes. Not yes. to you? I mean, if you can get to me, but I didn't think you had movement speed. I mean, I'll be stuck in the water. It'll be okay. Wait, we still ha- you still have haste? He has yeah. haste for yeah. until the beginning One, of Jessup's okay. turn. Okay. All right, okay. okay. Yeah, but I think I'd be stuck, like, in the water. Well, that's fine. You can right, get probably. to over here. I have it's movement to get down and then like cast. Like, yeah. So you and Jessup can meet in the middle. All right. Then, yeah, I can get over here. Okay. I'll stand by the water. It is the okay. blues' turns. They will get a little bit closer. <laughs> My biscuits! My biscuits! Jessup, you're up. Do you have do. the movement speed to get here? Well, if I double move. Did the golems give chase? Uh, you don't see them. They can't fit through the doors. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to single move over and then actually just move a little bit further to kind of get farther away from them, but still adjacent to Hursk. Okay. Kieran, you're right after them. Kieran will fly down, touch them both, and then dimension door to where everybody else is. Touching me. Okay. Touching you. And with that, you all make it on the other side of the wall of the destroyed town of Ekru. Feeling confident that the Bombardiers will have to take some time to catch up to you. And that's where we will start things off next time.